0: Seven point three. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Well, I couldn't believe it when the
1: headline came in on the Sunday Mirror: Danny's mum, Nick. Danny Bear, not Danny Bear. Uh, Danielle Bucks. No, that would that wouldn't have been as interesting, would it? Danny Bear's mum, because nobody knows who Danny Bear is. But Danielle Bucks, you know, and her mum's an old thief, an old thief. At it for years, probably, things like... As I say, I said to the producer, you know, the other headline that would excite me is Cliff Richard, Father's Child. That would be a fairly strange one to read on a Sunday morning. I was trying to think of odd headlines where you would come in and somebody say, have you seen this? I mean, the oddest headline was Princess Diana killed in car crash. And I only say it was odd because it was... You thought it's made up. It's a sort of story that's made up. And then I saw one on Saturday. Saturday? On The Sun. Chris Moyle's axe from apparently some little Piddly show he does somewhere And I thought, that's a bit I wonder if they've all sat down and go Listen, there's nothing going on today We can't run this Susan Naff Boyle again, for God's sake Think of something else, I don't know Let's sort of get rid of, of a very popular radio presenter it'd be, it'd be exactly the same as if you read a headline You know, LBC, Global Axe, uh, Nick Ferrari You wouldn't axe somebody who was successful It would be a pointless exercise But you do it to elicit some sort of comment So people go, oh, that's disgraceful because I, re- I can't see any other reason why they would print something like that. But uh, the good news is that uh, Susan Boyle is still dragging her weary carcass across the newspapers. Apparently, it's uh, they've now discovered, I mean, what a gift this is, that she has a secret recording. Years ago, she made a charity recording, and only a thousand copies exist. I mean, how lucky was that that they never knew about? <laughs> In other words, they'd have said to her at the first interview, have you ever recorded anything? And she'd No, I don't think so, no. Oh, I did do a charity record some years ago. And they'd be going, oh, right, do you know where that is? I have no idea. We did about a thousand copies. But um, never anything came of it at all. They'd be going, right, we keep that one quiet. Because otherwise they'd, they'd have said it, you know, before, wouldn't they? And then Simon Cowell would have looked even more daft. So they found a copy of her secret recording... You know, because they've done... So, I mean, she's no stranger to this. Don't ever think that you're not being beautifully manipulated. I mean, it's stunning. It's a gift every time something... The next thing is, apparently, people will be offering to sleep with her. You know, because she's... I've never been kissed. Well, apparently, three blokes are in the paper today saying that they have kissed her. Now, either Susan Boyle does not know what kissing is, or, you know, perhaps she had her eyes closed at the time. I don't know. I don't... It's going to sound like vision uh, I far, Harry. Anyway, so there she is, and she's in the papers again, and she's as boring as hell, and she's apparently going to Hollywood. Good. Go there. Stay there. Don't come back. But Simon Cowell is a genius. Another touching moment last night on Britain's Got Talent, ladies and gentlemen, and a very good morning to you, as a young kid with his single mum was searching for that special moment of stardom. His audition song was interrupted by Simon, who, with a wave of his hand, stopped the music and uttered the song... This song is wrong for you. Gasps from the audience. Shocked looks from any man for Holden and Poe faced Mogadon. Horror on the faces of Anton Deck. In other words, you've got six cameras running here to get quick reaction shots. Mum looked flustered. Luckily, the various cameras caught it all, but fear not, the lad banged out another song and all was well. Smiles and a standing ovation, tears of joy. It's so beautifully put together, you cannot fault Simon Cowell. He could take a piece of dirt from the gutter and have it singing a song that would have you weeping into your custard on a Sunday morning. There's no doubt in my mind he could even take James... well, perhaps not James Mack, but he could certainly take a lot of other people... And he could make them into singing sensations. <laughs> there is a distinct possibility that you could take anybody. I often said years ago on LBC that you could take anybody, anybody, any any of You could take James, you could take Amanda, please, please, please do. And you could take them and you could put them in a studio and they could record a song and you would believe that they could sing. It's a simple, I mean, neither of them, tone deaf, I'm telling you now, literally, t- you know, I mean, we were having a little sing-along the other day, you know. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. It was just horrible. It was painful. So there's no point in doing a round, you know. There were ten green bottles hanging on. It's just all over the place. So drummed out the brownies on that one. But the good news is you can take anybody, put them in a studio, and they sound brilliant. It's so easy. You could even take little Susan. You don't have to give her a makeover. You could just have her standing there outside a crofter's cottage. You know, really selling it, really milking it. Susan sings songs that she was brought up with. You know, I want to know, excuse me, love, why are you not working? That's what I want to know. That was my big question last week, and so far the papers have not answered it. It's very worrying. Very worrying. Oh, good news. Patsy Kensit is off the market Again, this will be the fourth marriage now. First of all, I think it was uh, Dan Donovan of Big Audio Dynamite. Then it was Jim Kerr. Then it was Liam Gallagher. And uh, so she's only got kids with Jim Kerr and Liam Gallagher. So that's good news, isn't it? She's nearly as good as Ulrika 4x4. And now she's married some bloke called Jeremy. Well done. Fantastic news. That's very good, isn't it? Here she is, Hell's Kitchen star. No, I'm afraid not, dear. We know the family you've come from now. Danielle Bucks. Uh, Her mum has been caught shoplifting for... Wait a minute, if you're going to shoplift somewhere... okay, you're going to go to maybe Harrods. You're going to go to Selfridges. You're going to go to... No, B&Q, ladies and gentlemen. She shoplifted from B&Q. This old thief, Kim Lewis, uh, stuck the labels on a trolley full of items to pretend their prices had been slashed. But unfortunately, she was caught out, you old tea leaf. How lovely to see your mum, Danielle, in the papers, exposed for what she is, a common thief. You know, bring back hanging, I think. Bring back hanging. Anyway, she apparently earns cash. This is how she earns her money. Selling second-hand clothes. Of course she does. Of course she does. But she's in the paper today. I mean, you're going to shoplift somewhere, for God's sake. You're not going to shoplift B&Q, are you? Why would you shoplift B&Q? I hate gadgets i love to belt out tunes in the shower. The sound is so good in there. I know, it'd be nice if you actually got up to do a day's work, wouldn't it, Susan Boyle? I'd love to find out why you're not working. I'm fascinated by this. I'm always intrigued when they go, oh, no, she's not worked for years. Why? Why has she not worked for years? Is she incapable? Or was she just waiting for this one moment that Simon Cowell went, you're going to be a big star? Went, oh, I can't believe it. Oh, people are offering me snogs and everything. Uh, Dotty from Windsor. Tickets arrived yesterday. For for what? Tickets arrived? A lot of people keep writing to me now. I'm fascinated by this Saying, Steve, I'm going to Hornchurch. And I always think, that'll be nice. (laughs) Even telling me their row numbers. (laughs) Uh, Stuart and Rob said it's made our day. Lineker's Missus's mum on the pinch. Fantastic. Such a beautiful morning as well. It's a headline I never thought I'd be reading. But believe you me, I'm quite happy with it. I love exposing crooks. I love exposing crooks on the programme. And I tell you what, this morning, I'm actually going to have to expose a rapist. I don't like to do this. Brace yourself on the button on this one, OK? I'm coming through. OK, get, get, get your finger ready on this one. I love that. I love it with the look of panic creeps across everybody's faces. And, uh, yeah, exactly. What the hell? Let it go out. And uh, and we, we I drive through uh, Piccadilly Circus. And on Piccadilly Circus, you've got uh, the theatre where Mamma Mia is on. And over the road from that, there is a casino. And outside there, there are two cars. They're taxis. They're not black taxis. They're minicabs. piss ladies and gentlemen. You know what they were doing? They were touting for business. Totally illegal on the streets. Not a policeman anywhere. This bloke... He looked as though he was about to attack a woman, crossed over the road to this woman and was going, come in my car, come in my car. And she's going, no, I don't want to taxi, I don't want to, go away, go away. And he kept pushing and his friend was doing the same thing. Not a policeman in sight, in full view of the man standing outside the front of the casino. What is going on there with these illegal cabs? They're quite clearly, you know, as you, I've told you before, ladies, never ever get in a car that touts for the side of the street. Most of the people are either drug dealers or rapists or paedophiles. Don't get anywhere near them. The police can warn you, and still people get in there. In the early hours, when they're drunk, you want to get in. These people are disgusting. Two of them this morning, if I see them there again, I'm going to take their numbers down. Okay, I've got their, uh, I've got a photo. So I'm going to make a note of them, pass them on to local police. What they're doing is illegal. Nobody should go anywhere near them. And yet, strangely enough, this goes on all night. Black cab drivers know what goes on there. Why are they not taking pictures? Why is it left to me to start doing somebody else's job? Lumin Ludicrous, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Firing on all cylinders this morning. As a, a girl in uh, Iran has just been jailed, uh, the uh, Iranian government have these kangaroo courts. I wouldn't want to go and live there, thank you very much indeed. And uh, they found her guilty. It was all done in secret. And she's been sentenced to so many years. Amnesty International have got involved. And uh, it looks like something might be done. They don't like it, the, the Iranian government is most peculiar. They have these kangaroo courts. They sentence people to death very quickly. And, in fact, they have got another one who is due to hang today. There is somebody due to hang today. Her name is Delara Darabi. She's 22. She's been on death row for six years. She confessed to a murder to protect her boyfriend. They went robbing. Unfortunately, in Iran, you pay the price. Over here, of course, you get community service and probably a holiday in the Seychelles. Over there, they catch you. Uh, if you've been caught having uh, sex out of marriage... They hang you. If you're homosexual, they hang you. If you're caught stealing, they hang you. And she's due to hang today. She later retracted the confession, but a string of appeals against her death penalty have all failed. Now, prison officials have warned her she's going to be executed either today or tomorrow. Now, sure as God made apples, if the Iranian government says she's going to be executed tomorrow, they'll do it today to get it over and done with. And they go, oh, sorry about that. Bit of a strange. And uh, over there, hanging is, uh, is almost a way of life. They take these cranes out to towns. They stone women. It really is the most barbaric and disgusting thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Why anybody would ever want to live there, I cannot imagine. It worries me every time I see anything to do with Iran. I see that The Apprentice... Is The Apprentice still on the television? Do you know, it's getting no coverage in the papers whatsoever. It's all the disgusting Jodie Latham in Hell's Kitchen. What a nasty piece of work he is. I'm hearing stories from behind the scenes that is even more revolting than you can ever imagine. Really disgusting person. But uh, apparently, somebody on the Apprentice called Howard Eberson, rather camp little bloke, uh, wants to rebrand the seaside town of uh, Margate as a gay resort. Margate? I mean, I'm at Margate, Brighton. You can understand. Not Margate. Margate. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Nobody's ever ever thought of Margate as a gay resort. I mean, it's it's God's waiting room. There's a lot of people sitting in bus shelters waiting for the calling. The funeral director does a roaring trade there. Oh, the good news is, I forgot to mention, at the beginning of the programme, Twickenham, home of estate agents and and pubs with late licences, there's a shop, and, and I thought, I wonder what that's going to be. They've started, it used to be a photo frame shop, and they started stripping it out and spending a lot of money on it. I thought, blimey, what, what can this be? Won't believe it. Only another blooming charity shop, ladies and gentlemen. Just what we need. That'll make about 30 that we've got or as we call them, Polish department stores, because, frankly, I've never seen any... People come in, you cannot believe the prices in charity shops. They've got barcodes. And so now we've got another one. This one is the Shooting Star Children's Hospice. We've got every other one. In fact, there's even a few locals have set up their own. I'm thinking of doing... uh, I was thinking of doing that... um, What was the one they had before? Was it SNIP? Something about neutering Islington pussies. I think, that was, a, that was a charity shop. And I think a lot of people were very involved because I think a lot of the pussies around Islington, they needed to sort of, um, they needed to do that. So it was called SNIP. And it was something to neutering Islington's pussies. So there you go. Anyway, it's uh, 16 minutes past eight. For the travel, Craig Birchall. Thank you.
0: Andrew Pierce continues London's biggest conversation Sunday mornings from 11, LBC 97.3. Good morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday
1: Breakfast. It's going to be a nice day today. It's going to be a nice... I'm looking out of the window. It's going to be a glorious day. And uh, it could be a very good week next week for you because LBC 97.3 are giving you the chance to win Sky Free for a year with an entertainment pack of your choice, plus... A 32-inch HD-ready television. All you have to do, make sure you're listening to Nick Ferrari at breakfast all next week and see if you can guess the programme that another listener is describing. Sky will give you the type of TV you want without paying for anything you don't. So make sure you're listening all next week to Nick Ferrari at breakfast from 7, right here on LBC 97.3. 84850, glad you all enjoyed the conversation this morning with Graham Koldman. It's repeated this evening at nine o'clock, or you can download it on the, uh, on the podcast. Uh, I do love Kevin O'Sullivan. TV's real Mr. Nasty. Although I think, actually, I, I, can, I can take that mantle from him quite easily. He does talk about Britain's Got Talent. Week two and Houston, we have a problem. Simon Cowell is stuck in Everland. Every act is either one of the best or one of the worst he has ever seen. Sometimes to emphasise the extreme nature of his reaction he has, in my life. Now, if you don't believe me... You watch it all coming back to you. He's got to get out of this habit. It's becoming a bit infuriating. But here we are in Birmingham, and the Dark Lord is in a dark mood, mainly because his mischievous sidekicks, Piers Morgan and Amanda Holden, keep outvoting him and sending outright losers through the next round. Like Postman Pratt, Darth Jackson, a moon-dancing wacko in a Vader costume. May the fast be with you. Adopting his eye-rolling, fed-up expression, Simon sighs, in all my years of doing these shows, three, this is one of the most silly, stupid acts I've ever seen in my life. He's right. Darth is dire. But let's face it, it is Simon's programme. He owns it, lock, stock and smoking, ooh, line my pockets with gold barrel, okay? Amanda proclaims him to be weirdly enjoyable, but there again she did marry Les Dennis, didn't she? So I suppose she knows exactly about that. They're both wrong. It's absolute rubbish, I'm afraid. They are, I'm afraid, at each other's others, can't even get the excitement out of my voice, at each other's throats again, when an acceptably fat drag queen called Peter Coughlin modestly reveals, "My family love me to bits," before sticking his finger into his belly button and then into his lipstick-smeared mouth. This is on Britain's Got Talent. Small wonder the rest of the world is absolutely wetting themselves laughing, I'm afraid. The lowest form of entertainment I've ever seen. However, in stark contrast, Piers and Amanda, both otherwise known as desperate wannabes, want to see more of Mr Disgusting, as if we haven't seen enough already. And now they have to decide if anybody will match the majesty of Susan Boyle's magnificent moment. It's pretty damned unlikely. They have a sax player and a singing Welsh wonder kid, Shaheen uh, Jafragoli. Both excellent, but they won't get 20 million hits on YouTube, because that's the good news about Simon Cowell. He can flog it in America. And before you know where you are, people just... I get people logging onto my stuff from America. They've got no idea who I am. No idea. It's the FBI, mainly. (laughs) The drug squad. And they just log on. They have a quick look. What is Steve Allen doing? But apparently the American public have fallen hopelessly in love with Spinster Sue. Of course they have, as if they haven't got enough barmies of their own. And if she doesn't get to perform for the Queen at the dismal Royal Variety Show, all of us will feel cheated. But back to last night. Simon telling a nice-looking dancer, you're one of the prettiest girls I've ever seen in my life. Will he ever stop? Oh well, kind of everything. ITV's Theatre of the Absurd is a sensation that will obliterate the Beebs' pathetic new Saturday rival. Tonight's the night. Another load of old cobblers, starring interesting John Barrowman. I did see it, and I own the only bit I saw because I, I did lose interest, I'm afraid. And whilst I think John Barrowman is is very pretty, very good, sickeningly good looking. I mean, it's it's really. I, I, Everybody just feels embarrassed when he's on the television because he's so good looking. And they had a little group on there, little boys, who sort of were called, I think, my brother or somebody's brother or my twin brother. Whatever it was, they were there. And one of them, his uh, mum, one of the boys' mums, uh, used to be in a group years ago and apparently had a top ten hit in Japan donkeys years ago. So just to embarrass them, they brought her on and she played. One of the boys, you couldn't wipe the boredom from his face. Then they brought on their heroes, McFly, and McFly did... As all good groups do, we want to try and flog a tour. Uh, would you like to come and play your songs on one of our dates? In other words, just get on and off very quickly and we'll have done our duty. But we've got the free plug-in for the tour. And that was all it was, actually. And and very good it was, too. Very good it was, too. So uh, that whether or not it, it matches in the numbers, I'll find out a little bit later on. We shall have a We shall have a quick look. However... Uh, Amanda Holden's father talking for the first time of their painful rift 12 million see more of my girl than I do I watch her on television and dream of seeing her here um, He says, I know I was a lousy dad, I'm sorry Now I want you to know my granddaughter Now I'd like to know my granddaughter What is it with these families? When they split up, you get this You know, one goes to the paper, then the other goes to the paper Then the other goes to the paper and then and then they do this It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous, I'm afraid. Uh, Nice to see as well that Princess Eugenie's uh, Thailand uh, gap trip, student gap trip, included business class flights, allowances, cushy accommodation and overtime payments for two protection officers. Fantastic. This is on top of her annual protection bill, which already stands at a quarter of a million a year, generally picked up by us. Informal approaches have been made to the royal household to downgrade protection Because the sister, Beatrice, brings the annual bill to half a million. But their father, Freebie Andy, apparently insists on round-the-clock bodyguards. Why? I've got no idea, Andy. Nobody would touch them with a barge pole, I'm afraid. And Daddy, of course, has made a career out of exotic working holidays. So, well done the whole family there for still sponging. Mike says, I read in yesterday's times that Susan Boyle's brain was starved of oxygen for a while at birth and has had uh, learning difficulties. Well, why does that... That doesn't stop people holding down a job really doesn't. There are loads of people with learning difficulties who do something. Don't sit at home and sponge. It's an absolute outrage. It's even worse, then, if she's not... Put de- this way, it didn't look like she had learning difficulties to me. She managed to walk on stage. She's managed to hold interviews and uh, photo opportunities with all the papers. She'd certainly get off her arse and do something. You can. It's, it's just not an excuse anymore. There are loads and loads of people who, who, can, who do that. They have learning difficulties. They find something for them to do. Bet your bottom dollar she won't, though. Bet your bottom dollar. Johnny Brixton says, I think you're 100% correct. Simon Cowell and Max Clifford could make anyone a star. With their joint connections in the business and marketing expertise, the gullible British public would buy into it. So, with the black cab trade facing meltdown, in this recession I'm prepared to sell my soul and backstab everybody. <laughs> Actually, do you remember Claire Balding? Claire Balding, who took the mickey out of that winning jockey at the National, and they were all get disgraceful. Call for the, the sacking of Claire Balding, whereas I just laughed. I thought what she said was right. That bloke's teeth did need doing. And now, with his winnings, he could afford to do it. Doesn't need to. Because by Claire Balding mentioning it, he's had the same bad teeth for years, you remember. Uh, Luckily, dentists are falling over themselves to do them for free. So, well done, Claire Balding. So, all those people who wanted to stab her in the back, oh, no, you've got to get rid of Claire Balding, she's rubbish. She's absolutely brilliant. She's managed to get this man teeth quicker than Jimmy Savile could go, oh, now, now, now then. You know, so she's done really well. So, I'm very, very pleased. Very pleased. A lot to work with today for Michael Dennis. He said, you're in fine vitriolic form. Here's a poem for you about a dilemma you might have to face later. What to have for lunch. OK, this is the problem that a lot of people face. I sometimes, I mean, yesterday I was in a dreadful state. I don't know, we had rugby in Twickenham. And it started at ten in the morning and went through to the, Well, I lost the will to live. I went to go and get the car washed. Made me feel a lot happier. And my friend Michael went, do you know, Michael the hairdresser is slowing down. I was only in there the other day, and, and the time it took him to do one haircut, Tony in there, who is by far his senior, had done four, four haircuts to Michael. And I suddenly realised what it was with Michael. He chats, chat, chat, and then he forgets where he's got to, and then chat, and then chat, and then stops, and then chat, and then, oh, forgets what he's doing again, and then, oh, I'll do that. No, I've just done that bit. And then he goes back again. Tony, by the way, in the chair, out. Four of them in and out, and Michael's still doing the same bloke. Lunch hour. Says Michael. Well, I ain't going in there, that's for sure. That crowd is too much for me to endure. Too many people shoving me around, amassing all they can eat for three pounds. Lunchtimes are very busy every day in that buffet-style Chinese takeaway. And anyway, today I'm out of luck. They have no crispy, aromatic duck. All they have left is rice, egg-fried or plain, some chicken balls and leftover chow mein, three rather sad spring rolls, some chilli beef and spare ribs that get stuck between my teeth. Why am I wasting my time agonising, for nothing there looks that appetising. I'm losing precious minutes standing here, when I could have a pub lunch and a beer. I don't have to blow a wad of cash, a ploughman's lunch, perhaps bangers and mash. Fried chicken or kebabs do not enthuse, a lighter option is what I should choose the healthy way. I should end this ballad is to go and get myself a salad. There you go. Quite a nice idea. That'd be for me actually, the salad, and it would have to be drenched, Michael, in salad cream. I've got this thing about salad cream. I don't know why. What is the matter with me? It's all the bad stuff, isn't it? We don't. We 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 know as we're eating it that we shouldn't. We shouldn't actually have this kind of. But I just can't. I can't resist it. Oh, by the way, if you want to buy, you know, one of the. the, the girls who was in Slumdog Millionaire, little girl there, called uh, Rabina Alley. Remember her? Little girl. And she was only, um, I think she's... What is she now? She must be about eight or nine. Anyway, she's up for sale. Her father's selling her. So that's good, isn't it, if you fancy one? Of course, I, I should point out that uh, over there uh if you if you've got a child who's all sudden is worth money parents will sell their children so you can have one of the stars of slumdog dog millionaire for about 200,000 pounds she would have gone less but if it hadn't been for the fact she appeared in the film and what they they've said in the paper today is that kids are as easy to buy over there as pot noodle you can literally go out you can pick up a child easily it's it's that simple and what they've got here is they've got the family and the girl and the family, they're all behind this. They're more than happy. They celebrated the deal with a the banquet. They didn't realise that the person they were dealing with was the fake sheikh, Mazir Mahmood, who went over there and said, oh, can I buy this? Yes, £200,000. Oh, fantastic. So they posed, the whole family, they're more than happy to sell. More than happy to sell their, their child for £200,000. When you're living on an income of probably less than a five or a year, £200,000 puts you into the multimillionaire status. It's a rather sad... A rather sad story, isn't it? It's when you think the little child can be sold like that. But this is nothing new. Don't ever think that this is uh, just a one-off. It isn't. It goes on all around the world every single day. 84850, Steve at LBC.co.uk. Catherine liked the uh, 10cc's greatest hits. It's a new one out now. The new one which we were talking about with, uh, with Graham Goldman is out. We've got loads and loads of your texts and emails to get through, so we'll do those very, very shortly. It's eight four eight five oh Steve at lbc.co.uk. LBC. Morning, everybody. I'm feeling in a particularly vindictive mood this morning. I don't know why. It was ever since I saw the headline on the papers, which you'll be hearing on the uh, podcast a bit later, that uh, Danielle Bucks' mum is a tea leaf. She's a shoplifter. She goes round, B and Q, I ask you, so she set herself particularly high standards, and changes labels. uh, Caught and convicted at the scene. Admitted it. Been fined. Fantastic. Isn't that the... How embarrassed would you be if that was your mother? You open up the paper, there's my mother. It's like that boy who's in prison for the uh, murder of that little lad. You know, the drive-by, the little lad on the bicycle. And his his mum's a prostitute. You can imagine how thrilled you must be. Hello, that's my mother, the prostitute. Brilliant. Heather Mills is in the paper today, moaning about her £24.3 million divorce settlement. The dreary, dreary Heather. Oh, dear. How to make up your entire life story. Uh, talked at Royal's Horticulture Hall to a 200-strong audience. Another rant, I'm afraid. She says, uh, I got 5% of what we earned together in seven years. No, darling, you never earned anything. You just dragged yourself around. you got 24 million. Nice to see you're putting it to good use. Why don't you stay in America? Do us all a favour. Very quickly, Steve, I love John Barrowman on Tonight's The Night. He's such fun. Uh, Steve, the oddest headline would be, LBC's Steve Allen was nice about someone today. Oh, God, you'll never read that. What a stupid headline that would be. Who would be remotely interested in that headline? Uh, another one here. Uh, Catherine says, you can bet Marco's checking the contents of The Kitchen now. That I'm, I'm not watching Hell's Kitchen, but I'm picking up on the gossip. And it is, I'm afraid, Jodie Latham, who is a nasty, nasty piece of work. Very nasty. Uh, John in Tooting Beck says, I never thought Susan Spence would have such an amazing voice. Not nice, is it? Actually, she has been invited, Susan, this is funny. She's been invited to gay Mardi Gras in America. She said, well, I hope they don't think I'm gay because I'm not. I thought, no, dear. We were, we were secretly hoping you weren't. God in heaven! I don't know why she thinks that you have to go there. And she says that I'm gay. Oh no, I'm not gay. It's very nice of me. Oh no, no, not gay. Uh, we cabbies do take pictures, give the police evidence about these touts, but nobody listens. Well, I'm going to start taking, I'm going to start re- mentioning car numbers on the radio. Because I'm watching these people, they are totally forbidden from touting. All these taxis have got the thing, they have to go through an office. Now, either they're fake and the police should have stopped them, but they're outside this casino every night. I'm going to take pictures, I'm going to put them up on my website, I've decided. I've had enough of it. Just ridiculous. Uh, Phil says, what's happening with Dreamland in Margate? Is it closed down? Why are you asking me? I live in London. Mar- who would go to Margate? It's the gay capital, isn't it, of the south coast. I wouldn't want to go there. Thank you very much indeed. Anthony says, you're rocking today. I love it. There you go. Uh, Barnaby in Beckenham says, tell my partner Stephen to to get over his cold. You know what some people like with cold? a uh, Cold? a can't do anything with it. Terrible, terrible cold. Awful. Uh K-Wat in Ealing says, people can't get out of Iran easily. I wouldn't go there. I know lots of people who've left Iran. Uh, please say hi to my mum, Jean. She says she can't start her Sunday without her bitch fix, says Ray. There you go. Good. Uh, the star actors, the father and son, doing the Greek river dance thing. Hope they win, says Jackie. They won't. But they will put this old Rosemary boil thing on the Royal Variety. I've just got this feeling. She'll walk on stage. I dreamed a dream. Oh, go away. I'll be so Bored by the time we get there, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Uh, Poor Air Miles. Andy, says Anne-Marie, has delusions of Neroism. He'll never be king and resents it. So gets what he can screw out of his number two status. Same as Princess Margaret. She was the same. Always bitter that she was never, ever going to be queen. So all she did, she went round the world sponging off people. So she didn't do anything else. Uh, Another one here. Uh, the last convicted multiple rapist was a licensed black t- cab driver, says Paul. Stop lumping the pirate operators in the minicab industry with the legal ones. Well, unfortunately, you know, they bring you all down. People tie you with all the same brush. You can't do really... These ones are supposed to be legal as well. They've got the little badges in the back of the window. So, you know, either the police aren't doing their job, Paul, or uh, somebody's telling porcupines. Uh, Steve, as good as they are, don't even think Max Clifford and Simon Cowell could make Anthea Turner a star. She doesn't have the X factor, but heaps of cringe factor, says Stephen Bath. Uh, Gary Lineker, with his grey uh, hair, black shiny shirts, and young girlfriend, is looking more and more like Hugh Hefner with every match of the day, says Sarah. Something very old, isn't it? I bet he's delighted that the girl he's going to marry. Her mother's a shoplifter. Watch her at the wedding, because she'll be stuffing stuff in her bag on the way out. Stephen Bridlington says, I do like Max. What on earth is he doing representing that uh, that uh, G20 protest girl? Surely he doesn't need the money. I didn't like her at all. I'm sorry. I mean, if she was beaten up by an officer and if something happened, then fair enough. However, however, I would I would quite like somebody to say, but what was she shouting at the policeman? That's what I would like. I would like to know. And also, if she's protesting about. You know, people who make loads of money. What's she doing taking the filthy lucre? As I said last week on the programme, she should give it all to charity. If she did, then she could redeem herself in my book. But having seen the pictures of her, she looks like she was out for making a bit of money. Uh, Steve, tell Madonna about this slumdog girl. Please ask an LBC reporter to investigate. You don't need to. It's on the front pages of the paper. Uh, She's for sale. Nothing new. She's for sale because lots of kids over there are for sale. And you can buy them very cheaply. 200000 is life-changing. Life-changing. I mean, more than life-changing. You can't imagine how much two hundred thousand pounds could buy over there. Your lifestyle would, oh, just phenomenal. You could have servants and everything. If you, if you can sell a child for two hundred thousand, it's appalling, really. Paul Savory's birthday today. So many happy returns of the day. And uh, Kevin is getting married to Amanda. So. I hope their wedding goes well today. It'll be a shotgun one, and very quick, I should imagine. Looking at the weather outside, at least you've got nice weather for it, so that's good news. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Another one here. This is uh, from um, John. He says, did you hear the Radio 4 tribute to Tommy Cooper? Certainly not. Radio 4? Are you mad? Radio 4? got overpriced. I know everything there is to know about Tommy Cooper. You can't do anything else on Tommy Cooper that I do not know about. You know, I mean, just... He wasn't so much clever. He was, uh, when I last worked with him, he'd had, he, was, he was more than a drinker, put it that way. <laughs> Quite a bit more than a drinker. And uh, from Sandra and Gordon, we owe you an apology. On Thursday, we thought both you and Paul Savory were the, were the, the tossers. You know, we were doing the coin thing. Uh, and on hearing your explanation on Friday, we're happy to acknowledge that it was only Paul who did it. See, I didn't do it. Are any of your other friends uh, do it? No. No, I was thinking of maybe uh, Darren or John. Perhaps they, they they could do it. Andrew Pierce, I would think, would be absolutely uh, brilliant at that. Do you not think so? Uh, Au Reservoir, as Map and Lucia would say. <laughs> I think they've started drinking early, actually, over there. <laughs> Poor souls. Uh, I agree with you about Britain's Got Talent, but the genius of Simon Cowell is that even when we know we're being manipulated, says Malcolm, we still love it. I've said all the time, it is brilliant it is nothing short of brilliant you know you know that you're not interested in these people who are delusional they are delusional there's there's another one here this is the schoolboy uh, shaheen uh, who is uh, he's had loads of parts in fact he's been on stage he's played michael jackson and he's been in torchwood and everything else and his his mum's single you know, as usual, and, uh, and he's been performing since he was five, but of por- performing in front of Simon Cowell was the best thing. Drag queen Peter Coughlin apparently made his life hell by mocking his girly voice and calling him Peter Puff. This was school bullies, and he's got children. He's quite the most peculiar person you've ever seen. He's quite clearly, you know, just, I mean, not really drag. He's just uh, sort of a semi-straight bloke who likes putting on frocks. I'm sure the children have been delighted when they grow up. <laughs> We've seen the results of this before. And uh, he says, I'm, I'm a, a drag queen called Mama Trish. Terribly sorry, actually, Peter. I've never even heard of you. I've only ever heard of successful people. Sorry about that. Uh, I see that uh, kidnapped victim Shannon Matthews has had a secret reunion with her evil mother in prison. Why you'd want to go anywhere near that woman, I have no idea. Jade's house is up for sale. The one where, where she died. Uh, and uh, it's up... They rank 949,000. I don't know why you'd ever want it, to be honest with you. I think you'd have to be a bit sick, wouldn't you? The whole thing would have to be redecorated and stuff like that. You really wouldn't want a... A house where somebody died in it, would you? I dunno, perhaps we don't perhaps we don't worry about these sort of things. But the other funny story is that Jack Tweed has turned to God and is reading the Bible every day in prison. So a blasphemer as well now. Fantastic. Well done, Jack. You're as piece of pond life as we've ever come across in the papers. Nobody has ever said you're a nice person. Can't find one person to say anything decent about you at all which is dreadful. eight four eight five O Steve LBC dot co dot UK Uh, Steve, can we assume that that woman from the G20 riots will have her benefits stopped? Now the Mirror has kindly paid her 50000 I didn't know she was on benefits, actually. I didn't know she's on... She's a benefit, is she? For what reason? Is she unable to work? Oh, she's never done any work. Oh, she's a sponger. Oh, right, she's a sponger. Oh, right, she's now 35 and she's never worked. And Vicky says, how do these people get away with it? Well, I don't know how they get... I wish I knew the answer. Perhaps some people just tell lies. How can you just say, "I'm I'm not... I'm not doing work... I Give me money. Give me money. I know some people do it and they don't even think about it. Mind you, I know people who've actually got businesses and who claim benefits. There's one in Twickenham. A business and claim benefits and works as a minicab driver. Possibly illegally as well, I should imagine. Uh, update on my pathetic attempt at stardom, says Johnny. Divorcing Mrs. Johnny. And we'll be asking for the hand of Miss Susan Boyle. Depending on the spin, it could be virginal Susan marries rough ex-cabby. He said, surely I could get a holiday show or loose women gig. I mean, is Colleen Nolan still looking the same? Or having lots of nip and tuck under the guise of not wanting to age? Lovely. Oh, I see, Prince Harry has ditched uh, Natalie Pinkham already. Didn't take long, did it? Just uh, just one week, Natalie, for your publicity. Because you're looking a bit old compared to the other woman here. Caroline, Caroline Flack, who apparently is on Gladiators. Well, I've no idea at all. But anyway, Caroline giggled as she threw herself at the... Sorry, I made that bit up. As she threw herself at Prince Harry. And uh, he dashed straight to be with her on uh, Friday night, dressed casually in jeans, T-shirt and grey woolly hat. In other words, looking like he needs a blooming good bath, ladies and gentlemen. Poor old Harry... Who's, uh, he's, it's a bit sad, isn't it? And, of course, anybody will throw themselves at him. Let's face it, if they'll throw themselves at Russell Brand to get themselves in the papers, then they will throw themselves at Prince Harry. Absolutely, it doesn't get any better than that, does it? Natalie Pinkham couldn't wait to get her 30 pieces of silver. You'd think people would be a bit more discreet in this day and age, and they go, listen, I'm terribly sorry, that's a private matter, I don't want to talk about it. No, they can't wait to, the night that I slept with Harry, the night I did this, they proudly tell you. And you, you begin to wonder whether or not they're actually sort of just completely barking mad or whether or not there is some sort of something inside them that means they have to tell people about their turgid little lives. Dreadful. Uh, Mark the Bailiff's having a bit of a lion today. It's good. Jake says, I believe Westminster Council are moving to ban rickshaws in the West End. They're dangerous. Well, they've got no insurance, that's a fact. Take your life in your hands, get in one of those... Um, Chrissy says, I was disappointed by the choice of the boy winner of Britain's Got Talent last night Dreadful Uh, Marge says, what did you do last Sunday? Have to check my podcast, I never repeat myself on this programme We don't like to Check the podcast for last week, we will tell you Don't be fooled, just cos the touts cars have PCO window stickers Go down the car auction and see how many cars are sold complete with stickers Uh, I can quite believe that And also there's fake ones out there as well I've been offered fake disabled stickers before now Fake disabled stickers, I ask you Simon says, have you seen Calendar Girls? Nope. I never watched television, but I bought the carry-on box set for 30 DVDs and paid £80. Is that a good price? Well, if you were happy with it, it's fine. Uh, Happy birthday to Paul Savory, says John in Tootingbeck. He remains quite sprightly for a man of 83. So that's good, isn't it? I like that idea. I like the idea that he's uh, 83. And uh, you're on fire today. Very funny. Whilst you're on a roll... How about a few other comments now? And I, I never kick a man when he's down, actually. Margin Elton says happy birthday to Paul Savory. Uh, and what whatever happened to the Scissor Sisters, said Laura. I don't, still cutting hair, I believe. I believe that. I don't, I don't know, actually. Probably round my way. And uh, nice to see uh, George Michael out the other day with what looks suspiciously lined like a roll up cigarette. ..in its hands. I mean, I suppose it's cheaper to do, do that, George, when you've only got £60 million in the bank than actually buy a packet of cigarettes. But it, they do look suspiciously as if you're... The way you're holding them in your hand, you do look a little bit double-jointed. <laughs> it's after the news at nine, looking through the papers. She'll be the nice side of the programme today, as Jen Milligan. I'm, so, I'm kind of the, you know, puncher-between-the-eyes kind of thing. She'll be very nice and very nice about people. So she'll be here with the papers between nine and ten. I see Kate McCann is in torment as she prepares to fly to America for a TV show without the twins. Kate and Jerry jet out next week to talk about their missing daughter, Maddie, with Oprah Winfrey. Kate is said to be so upset at having to leave four-year-olds Sean and Amelia and Emily, She's been on the brink of pulling out. Well, don't go, then. Don't go, but you have left them before, so I see no reason why you shouldn't leave them again. A close friend said Kate was in turmoil. She's been with the twins almost constantly. They have a special relationship. Well, don't go, then. Just send Jerry out there. I mean, it seems absolutely ludicrous to me. Absolutely ludicrous that you s- this story appears in the paper as if you know that she's with the twins. Now she's going to have to leave them to go to America to talk about Maddie. Well, don't leave them. Send Jerry out there. Let him do it. There's no excuse for doing this at all, Kate. As well you know, you know what are you going to do? Sit there looking miserable on the same interview that Jerry is on. There's no point. Why don't you j- put it this way? We have fantastic link-ups now. You can do transatlantic link-ups. He can fly out there. So don't make any more excuses, Kate, because it's just not wearing with me anymore. He can fly out there, do the interview, and they can do a link-up via satellite so that you can join in the conversation and thus not leave your twins behind. So if, if you go out there without them, you've only got yourself to blame. You'll get no sympathy from the British public over this one. This is the year 2009. Not the year 1800. We can do transatlantic link-ups. You do not need to go out there. Unless, of course, you quite like the limelight and you quite enjoy going out there. I understand what you're doing it for, but you can do it from here. He can say everything you can say. Because up until now, most of the interviews, he's done the talking. You haven't said very much, I'm afraid. So, come on. Stay here. And that way we don't have to read silly stories like that in the newspapers. Richie says, wish Paul a very happy birthday from me. Hope he has a great day out in the sunshine with lots of drink flowing. If only he drank... Actually, the sunshine has come out now. It's absolutely wonderful. It really is beautiful, the sunshine today. Really, really nice. 84850, steve at Chukay. Paul in Berryland says, the same as everybody else, will you stop talking about the price of children in India? Madonna might be listening to the show. It can only be good news, can't it, I suppose? The very idea that Madonna might want to go out. The trouble is, it's such a huge problem. There's not enough money in the world to buy all of them. Did you see Come Dine With Me, says Joanne? It was an old one. It was first uh, shown about three months ago. I knew it was ancient when I saw it because we got, um, uh, who did we get? We got Linda Robson and we got uh, Annika Rice. Oh, dear, honestly, was she ever an irritant? Aggie McKenzie, a bore of the First Order. And who? Uh, some bloke called Toby Young, who was such a drip, as such a wuss, and so stuck up. Oh, hated him. I had no idea who he was. Roland Rivron was there, who had to... The whole thing was contrived, and if you watch it back on... When he knocks over one of Annika's pictures, he does it deliberately with his elbow. You walk past, because I'd seen it in the clip, and I thought, I've got to watch this really carefully. So I watched it, and I thought, you've done that deliberately. It was so staged, and it was so naff. And Annika Rice is trying this food out on her child. I thought she was trying to poison him. But it's an old one. It, it was ages old. So at least we should actually get uh, get a new one, I think. New series starting tomorrow. But the beef cost 77 quid, and he didn't know how to cook it. This is a restaurant critic. A restaurant critic. Oh, what a pile of rubbish he was. The wife should have got the money. Straight away. He was a drip, and he was... The only time he ever smiled throughout the whole thing is when he'd heard he'd won, because he just looked as though he was nasty. Didn't like him at all, I'm afraid. Uh, Mark the bailiff, resting, says Catherine. Must be calm at Kerry Katona's house, or is it empty? Well, she's in the papers today. I won't bore you with the story, because it's far too dreary. Far too dreary. Uh, Prince Philip? has ditched his traditional breakfast fry-up after the worried queen put her foot down. He's uh, 87, 88 now. So it's a bit late to start going on to porridge, to be honest with you. If you want to fry-up, Philip, you have a fry-up. It's as simple as that. And, uh, and there's another one. How weird would you think this story is? On a scale of... This is odd. Odd. Mother, Christina. Son, Sam. Mother has boyfriend. Boyfriend abuses Sam at 14 forces him into unnatural acts. Uh, Boyfriend goes to prison. He's a sex offender. Uh, You would have thought mother would have defended son and got... No, 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 not a bit of it. No. Now, this man's coming out of prison, this sex offender, uh, Stephen Beard, and uh, Sam thought he was out of their lives for good. No, no, no. She's going to marry him. She's going to marry him. She's quite clearly even more stupid than you can imagine. What is it that attracts women to these perverts? Anyway, for some reason... This lad has uh, come out and he's, uh, he's told his story. He says, I saw my mum's boyfriend get four years for sexually abusing me. I thought that was the end of it, but now she's marrying him. She's quite clearly disgusting. I mean, you know, a woman who can allow somebody to abuse her son and then marries him. Quite clearly not a very nice person at all. Actually, talking of not very nice people... Nice to see Peter Andre struggling through another interview the other week and confessing to the world very unwisely, as I mentioned on my programme this week, that uh, he was having to fund his own album in America because no record company would touch him with a barge pole. And as John Wise says today, we all ask the question, will Pete get his music career back on track? Answer, no. There is more chance of Mel Gibson getting his doomed marriage back on track. And, of course, poor old Katie Price, who's now making cutbacks and apparently going to be doing her own makeup. So expect her to look even more ghoulish than she does at the moment. She looks like she's got more filler than B&Q. And that's the second time we've mentioned B&Q this morning. So more on uh, Hell's Kitchen. I'm not watching it. I'm really not. But I do like Christine Bleakley on the one show because she is the absolute epitome of what dumb is on the television. During a discussion on cosmetic surgery with uh, with Leslie, I had a botched lib- lip job that everyone took the mickey out of, Ash. Christine said... Do you wish you'd never gone near a plastic surgery? It was the most dreadful accident ever, was it? It's the best I could manage at this time. No, Christine, she really actually wanted that allergic reaction, trout pout. Stupid woman, honestly. Small wonder, Christine, you've kind of peaked. You've peaked, you go no further than that. I don't know what it is about you, but you are dumb, I tell you. Sitting there smiling, you're like sort of a thick version of Anthea Turner. I didn't think I'd be saying that on this programme this early on. Anyway, six minutes to nine, I'm in a very cheery kind of mood. Uh, here's Katie Price in her polo career. Sorry, a polo gear. I do beg your pardon. Uh, because she's uh, out, and her new horsey friend is Zara. Uh, Zara, don't go anywhere near her. She's filthy, disgusting, potty mouth, and she's got a thick husband, okay? Don't go anywhere near her. God, nothing worse. Of course, it was uh, Katie Price who announced to the world that the Queen had invited her for lunch. As if. I want to see the invite, Katie, because we know what a strange little world you live in, love. Because, frankly, if the Queen has seen your programme, which I had the misfortune to watch a clip of the other day, I can only say you're even more disgustingly vile than I thought you were in the first place. I mean, your, your mouth, I'll tell you, you really, you're like an open sewer, I'm afraid. Open sewer. Disgu- I mean, some of the things she said are unrepeatable on a programme like this. I couldn't even hint at what she says. Um. There's a woman here who works on the uh, on one of the shopping channels and she was stalked for two months by an obsessed viewer who wrongly believed she'd fallen for him. Because the trouble with these people on the shopping channels is they go, hello. And they say, I've seen them on the overnight quiz shows, or as I prefer to call them, rip-off television. And and you look at the people on there and go, come on, call now. There's a couple of bimbos on there, classic bimbos. One of them is, I can't remember her name anyway. Poor soul. She's Welsh. It's not her fault because I, I love the Welsh, generally speaking. But this one's a little bit bimboish, and uh, she ooh, call me now. She does a little dance. I mean, she looks like she's advertising her services because she's a bit old for doing this kind of program, but she's still there. And and you watch these. And the idea is that they have to, you know, try and get people to phone up to so go, hi, how are you, sweetie? And they sort of practically pout into the cameras. It's it's I don't know what, what you can describe it as apart from odd. Very odd indeed. So here's this poor girl on television, pursued, Claire Stewart, and this bloke uh, who fantasised that she was in love with him. Why on earth you would do that? I've got no idea. But anyway, he kept buying stuff off the channel. He bought a laptop computer and uh, he had a van and he travelled to the London studios, fitted with uh, bed, a a gas stove and everything else. And he was just there to stalk her. Ooh, scary. These people are worrying. Very worrying, I'm afraid. Other stories of the papers. I'm just trying to find something very quickly. Are you going to be flying a flag for St George's Day? Uh, The the disgraceful guidance from Whitehall is that if you are, you've got to have enough flagpoles, Okay, It's no good just having one flagpole. You've got to have quite a number of them. So will people be flying? The trouble is, every time I see that that red cross on the white background, I think, chav. If I see a union flag... Then I think, oh, that's nice. If I see that white flat, I think markets, I think chavs, I think I think council estates, I think the sort of shops you want to, want to go to. If I saw it hanging outside a pub, I wouldn't go to the pub because I would know what sort of people it would attract. It would all be blokes and women with half their teeth missing and tattoos up their arm and cut here around their neck. You know, if I saw a union flag outside a pub, you know, the Union Jack, then that would be different. But if you see that other one, that's St George's Day flat, you wouldn't go anywhere near it, would you? You would know it'd be full of transit vans and a lot of people flogging dodgy stuff inside. That's why people don't go there. Uh, more on uh, girls who um, go out and party. Harry's illegal rave with the hardcore sisters. And uh, and pubs closing down. No, a rather a shame, actually. They are. I don't know why they're closing down. I suppose it's because less and less people are drinking and they want to... They want to, uh, to go somewhere else, like home. And, do you know, do you remember Nurse Helen Smith? Cast your mind back. Helen Smith. She was the nurse who fell from uh, a balcony in Jeddah in 1979. They reckon after a, a drinking party. And her father refused to let her be buried. He wanted to know the outcome of, uh, of any postmortems. Do you know, 30 years on, she's still in the mortuary. She's still not been buried. Her father has not given permission for nurse Helen Smith's body to be laid to rest. So she is still in a mortuary. He's tried to prove her death plunge in Saudi was murder. Now, in an interview in the Mail today, his wife denounces his anger and obsessions. She's still not been buried. And the the wife is saying, listen, we need to bury our daughter. I had no idea. I thought she was still in the mortuary, and I was proved absolutely right. It's about time we drew a a veil over this, and the poor girl was buried.
0: 97.3. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen.
1: Morning everybody, nice to be company It's four minutes past nine, Sunday morning uh, June says, I switched on Paul O'Grady during the week And I thought, blimey, Alice Cooper's overdone the Botox And I realised it was Jordan <laughs> Mind you, I also turned on Paul O'Grady to see Alan Carr And as one of the critics has said He doesn't work at ten o'clock on a Friday night And he certainly didn't work at five p.m. on ITV Every joke fell flat I It do. was just, he was out of his depth completely Proving there's no good just having another puff doing the show no. Because it does not work like that You've got to have some empathy with the audience.
2: Or you need a piano. And a piano. Two puffs and a piano. Two puffs, yes, two
1: puffs and a piano. Doesn't Boy, quite sound the same, does it, Jack? No. Good morning. Good morning. Look at the sunshine. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it lovely. And you in a pulley? Um, it's a sort of surfy top.
2: Surfy gear. Top. Well, it's for surfers. Do you know,
1: I, I used to use that as my theme tune. Did you? Yeah, uh, uh, when I used to do discos, I used to use a group called Chiquita. <gasps> and it was Hawaii Five O, And it was dum-dum-dum-dum. It out off... And <clears throat> all the drum beats. It was a and great I, ending, I would wasn't demonstrate it? the lights, so you could have all the light show going on. And at the end, it finished on a nice drum beat. Boom, 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 boom. And I would go straight to the first record. Bookum, Dano. Bookum. Hey. I only ever a photograph from one side, and they all hated him, apparently. Did they? And they'd be like... Mr Lord, I'm afraid. No,
2: he had a bad quiff, didn't he?
1: Yes. I quite liked it, though. I I liked Hawaii Five-O. Loved it. I never understood any of the plots. I just thought there was something always going on in Shekamui or something. Well, it was always
2: really exciting. He went between (laughs) being a man in a suit and a really cool dude on the beach, didn't (laughs) he? Anyway.
1: Anyway, uh, in the the papers, I'm afraid... Nothing. Nothing. It's it's desperately embarrassing. It has just been announced, though, that Ulrika Johnson is taking part in the... uh, next series of All-Star Mr. and Mrs. (gasps) Now that means that viewers will be able to play along at home. So that's good news, isn't it? All three of you.
2: So who's going to be presenting that now, then? Who
1: knows? Mm. Who knows? Do we think we need presenters anymore?
2: Probably not. You could have robot presenters.
1: I think we could just have a voiceover, like they do on Come Dine With Me. Yeah. You have Dave Lamb, who just does the voiceover, and you don't actually need anybody, because you rely on the the presenters to sort of make fools of themselves.
2: Is Come Dine With Me a current programme? It's amazing I don't know that, but
1: really... Yeah. Have you ever Uh, seen it? I
2: saw it recently, yes. and it was Abby Titmus giving away a beautiful bottle of wine to three people who hated her.
1: Yes, yes. I don't think I've ever met anybody who does like her, actually. Probably not. not a bit well, of a I shame, don't, really. I don't know. Her. She was very well-spoken, wasn't she? She's very well-spoken. Well, spoken she would have to be. She was a nurse. I mean, you expect nurses to be quite well, but we, we did, in fact, pay for her her training as a nurse. I'm not expecting them to come out and go, what do you mean you want morphine? I ain't got no bloody morphine. You have this. You expect them. Nurses are always quite, quite polite, aren't they? Then she took all her clothes off for money. Yes, many, yes. And then she made that film with John Leslie. Did they make a film? Yes. Why did they make a film? I don't know. What was it about? It was about them. Oh, no! In bed, naked.
2: Oh, no. Yes,
1: it was one of those films. How
2: did you see that? Where did you see that? It was on the internet. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awful. I know, it is horrible, isn't it? It's not only her and him, it's another girl as well. No. Yes. Oh, one of those yes, films. Yes, it was one of those films. Because he's a
2: sinister character, isn't he? Yes,
1: Ooh, I know. Yeah. So, although he's made a fortune in property. Has he really? Apparently so. His, his TV career uh, dried up after the Ulrika Johnson thing. I'm afraid so. and, uh, and then he went into property.
2: Did he? Mm. And he's changed shape, hasn't he? He looks very different. Tell he you become... Does look
1: different. Um, Darren Day. Darren Day. Have you seen
2: it in today's yes. paper? Who is that,
1: Mitchell brother? He looks enormous. I mean, he's put on so much weight. Yes, and he's that's lost what all happens his hair. And when you give so up cocaine, doesn't it? Oh, is that what happens? Apparently, yes. Oh, right.
2: When you become normal and start eating instead, oh, right. proper food. Well, yeah. But he of... was
1: thin. The last time I saw Darren, it was at sort a of charity thing, and he's, he was like stick things. I looked at him and went. You are so thin
2: and pretty with nice hair. Very
1: pretty, floppy blonde hair. Yeah, all gone. All gone. Change completely. Shape, oh, yeah. Isn't it awful? Mind you, blonde well, hair goes.
2: Yeah, maybe he's happy like that. He seemed. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, right. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right, where do we begin?
2: Well, they're selling this little child in India. Well, they're trying to. That's awful, isn't it? In the news of the world, terrible story. You've already spoken about it, but uh, it needs speaking about again. This family in India trying to sell this beautiful little child for £200,000. To a,
1: a rich sheik. 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 He's, he's that fake sheikh, Mazir Mahmood. Fake sheikh! He's the fake sheikh. He, he, he's fake the one sheik. who exposed all sorts... He goes oh, in there yeah. and pretends to be somebody. Yeah. And then it goes, ta-da! By the way... I'm from the news from of the, the world. I'm from the news of the world. You should see him coming, really, shouldn't you? You'd think so. Mm, well, not not in there. India.
2: Poor fellow. Anyway, so this desperate-looking father is trying to sell this child. He probably won't now, of course. But not that. It's he... amazing,
1: though, that parents... I mean, I know that in certain parts of China, parents will... Um, disfigure children oh
2: yes so i was in india and i remember meeting a boy who'd had his legs broken on purpose yes. so that he suited the job of cleaning the, the middle carriage the middle aisle of a railway carriage yes. just the right shape to pull yourself along the aisle yes. but your legs just drag behind mm. and you can sweep up nicely your legs don't get in the you way you think
1: we're joking it's a I'm classic you, thing it's, it's classic when we were in in China, we lived in Hong Kong for two years, the amount of disabled children you meet, because disabled children can go and beg, and you see them sitting by the... It, I mean, it's the most heartbreaking... You've got to be so hard to look the other way, because they will run along. At the moment the car stops at traffic lights, they will run along or drag themselves up to the car and just hold their hand, and you just... It's just pitiful.
2: Well, you realise when you get home that we still live in a very civilised society here. Oh,
1: but you just feel so awful that you, that you can't give to anybody.
2: Well, you'd just give everything away, wouldn't you, if you, well, you started? You wouldn't have
1: anything left no. at all, because you look at these children, you think, how could you deny the, these children anything at all?
2: Well, That's you're awful. only allowed to have one child in China, aren't you? Am I completely ill-educated here? Is that still... A, a I don't law? know, I
1: can't remember. Well, years ago, of course, they used to bind the feet, which, I mean, seems very archaic now, but it was done... I can't remember why they bound women's feet. I was don't...
2: I, I think it might be... Well, I'm sure someone will phone in or text, yeah. but it's to do with... Um, it's, it's a sort of sexual thing, I believe. Oh, is yet, it? Um,
1: oh, I don't know. Listen, I live in Twickenham. Have
2: you seen the pictures of foot Yes, bonding? I've seen
1: feet ha- being bound. Ba- they look like the
2: lotus flower. I believe that's something really? something to do with twisting the feet around so they look beautiful, oh, dear. break all the bones. But how do you do that to your child, break their bones with rocks? People do.
1: People do. You know, we are we are living in a in sort of a... A land, I was going to say, where there's so many atrocities that go on, you can't believe it. No,
2: I know. I said civilised society. We're not civilised yet. Not we the can't scientists.
1: be. Well, we used to be. I remember years ago, we used to laugh call call ourselves a nation of animal lovers. No, we're not. No. There was some man the other day who was in the paper, and his parents couldn't look after their springer spaniel anymore. So they thought he was taking it to a home, so they said. Uh, no, he took it to a, a bunker and oh. hanged it what? with a piece of wire so that its back legs were just touching the ground. And so eventually its back legs gave up and it strangled itself to death. And the RSPCA said so they said, never seen anything like it. I mean, this man, you just you can't believe there's people like that prison. exist. Prison.
2: Well, worse than prison. I, mean, I can't what do you think do of with what's worse pres-
1: than prison. Not nice. We, uh,
3: it's hmm. not nice. Not nice, anyway. Would
1: you... I have to ask you a question. It's only because I saw it on the telly a minute ago. What hmm. um, um, was that? Uh, Ronald Biggs. Ronnie Biggs. Ronnie Biggs, yeah. He wants to be freed from prison. For his
2: 80th birthday, yes. isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yes or no? Well,
2: let him out for the week.
1: For the week? Yeah. Put him back in. Oh, right, so yeah. a, a week out for your birthday, well, happy I don't birthday know, I mean, to you, back inside. A lot
2: of people go to prison for for, for far less, don't they? Uh, yeah. And a lot of people don't go to prison for far worse, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: He didn't ex- the choice, he didn't serve his time. That's he why didn't. I think they're making him serve it. Well,
2: I don't know, it seems pretty cruel. What do you think?
1: I'd let him in there, I'm afraid. Would you? Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, uh, we, we we were told ten years ago, oh, he's actually going to die very shortly. Let him out. Well, he's, he's, ten years on, he's still going. He is, isn't he? And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, w- will he will he survive any longer? And the answer is, he seems to be surviving quite well. Yeah, well, he's, he's got the free free medical. He's got yeah, food. Yeah. Doesn't have to do very much. No. Jack? So I'd, I'd keep him in, but you you'd let him out for a week.
2: Well, just for the birthday week.
1: For the birthday. Well,
2: week. they let Jack Tweed stay out oh, of jail for a bit it. of time till his wife passed away, didn't mm. they? There's lots of Jack Tweed in the paper today. Here comes the lady with the tea and the drinks.
1: Mm. Isn't she lovely? Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, but isn't
2: it, isn't it awful how um, there's so much stuff about Jack Tweed?
1: I don't care about him. No, fair I, enough. I, if, if he got run over tomorrow, I wouldn't care.
2: Well, he's obviously a bit of a job to have beaten someone up at the in the start. Convicted
1: drink driver, two convictions for for thuggery.
2: Dragged this bloke by 22. the throat, didn't He no. tried to strangle him at the wheel... For disagreeing with him over something or other. Not a nice person. Obviously not a nice person. With equally
1: stupid friends, I should imagine. Uh, Jan says, I was glad to hear people received their tickets for bank holiday. People keep telling me about tickets. I've got no idea what they're talking about.
2: Jan, Jan.
1: It took her three hours to print and send them out, as usual, a sellout. She had love to Jane... Hello, I, Jan. I will see her and her fine voice on Wednesday for Hot Mikado. Can
2: I have two tickets for tomorrow night, please, Jan?
1: <laughs> Doing it over the radio now. Yeah, is that all right? What's so two tickets for tomor- What's tomorrow What's night? It's the
2: opening night of Noises Off. Oh, is it? The lovely Bob Carlton is directing Noises Off at oh, right. um, the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch.
1: Oh, how lovely. Two tickets, please, Jan, yes, please. for that.
2: Well, as a cast member, I'm allowed two for the opening night.
1: Are you a cast member? Well,
2: I'm a cu- cast member of the Cut to the Chase Company. Right. I'm very lucky to be but I am a member of that company. She'll yeah.
1: have two tickets, please. Is that all right? If that's yeah. OK. Can you just send us a, a confirmation <laughs> by return of email? <laughs> I've
2: come all the way on the tube to do this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. To get two free tickets. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, very witty and acerbic this morning, says, Drew, listen to your in-conversation as I took the gorgeous wife, Aileen, to work this morning. Please say hello to all the ITU nurses at the Royal Free. It's amazing how many proper musicians echo the same thing about the fakeness of the reality reality. reality stars. Really interesting and excellent chat, because we talked to Graham Gouldman from 10CC, and I said to him about reality shows, he said, don't start me on reality shows. Well, he's a
2: very talented man, isn't he?
1: Wrote so many hits for people. Didn't he? So many hits. I was at Glastonbury a few years ago, like I usually am. Was he there?
2: And I was wandering through (laughs) the Jazz World stage, on my way to a pear cider bar, And um, I thought, what's that brilliant song, Life is a Minestrone, being played over there? Oh, my God, it's 10cc! And they
1: were actually playing live. Yes. Fantastic. Hit after hit after hit. He wrote Hits for the Hollies. Uh, He wrote uh, Pamela Pamela for Wayne Fontana. He wrote No Milk Today for Herman's Hermits.
2: You should be on a music station.
1: He wrote loads and loads of stuff. I mean, who should? You. Shut up! I've got a job. I've got a contract. <laughs> Don't want to go to a music store. I like it here. I like it here. I've got my own cupboard. <laughs> Just <sighs> trimmed down, of course, from my cupboard from before. We have to take a short break, do we? and we shall. Well, we do actually. Oh. I know we have to do it. We have to find out the travel. There can't be any camera. It's Sunday morning. We haven't said anything interesting yet. Really? Have we? Of course, we have. I've better go. To. So far, we've actually decided. You've decided to release Ronnie Biggs. Well, for a week. What, a week? Only took him a day to, you know, to cosh that train driver over the head and to get sent to prison. A week, there's a lot of time. A lot of time. I
2: thought he was dead.
1: Who? Ronnie Biggs. No, he's still alive. Just. Just alive, just alive. A bit like Craig Birchall, I suppose. Let's have a check on these. It's nine. A gorgeous Sunday morning and it's the 19th of April. It is. Or as I prefer to look at it, it's nearly payday. Which kind of makes things worthwhile, doesn't it, really? Well, yes. Of course, you're going marching on another G20 summit, in which case every day is kind of a payday, I suppose, really.
2: It says in the News of the World that the cop who actually lashed out at that girl had been on duty for 28 hours. I know that doesn't justify his actions at all.
1: I'm amazed that she hasn't worked for 35 years. She's done very well. How do people get unemployment? I mean, do people... There's a, another interview, one of the other papers, with Abu Hamza, this ah. rather revolting piece of work, the hook bloke. Yes. And, uh, and he's saying, it's dead easy, he said, I went into the doctor and the doctor said, with your bad back you should be claiming unemployment. He said, so I did. He said, and then they backdated it 20 years. But he, he was said, very fat. Exactly, he's just an overweight thug, a nasty little piece of work. And so now he's managed to spirit all the money out of the country and he's bought a nice place in the Lebanon. And uh, he's, as, he's as useless as he ever was before, I'm afraid. But wealthy. But very wealthy. At our expense. Thanks to us, yes. I don't know why we give people unemployment money. Well,
2: this girl, you were saying, how come she's never worked? Surely that's something... We were talking about it earlier. Um, It's something that you're influenced by in your childhood. You see your parents not working and then you go, oh, that's me not working then, you know. It's just the way you're brought up.
1: Why would you not want to work? I mean, I would have thought that you'd derive far more pleasure out of life by working. I think it's something... getting up in the morning and going, I'm going to work today, I'm going to do something. If
2: you've never felt that feeling, though... Why would you know it? How would you know it? Unless there was a work ethic somewhere within your upbringing.
1: Yes, I suppose. Yes, I suppose if, if you've never actually worked, why would you bother going out to work? But I like getting up in the morning.
2: It's great. It's, it's, if, if you know purpose. it, if you understand that feeling, yeah. then you feel satisfied at the end of a working day.
1: It's, I mean, it's a purpose, isn't it? I actually go out, I work, and I get paid some money... And and that enables me to do things. Isn't it so great? I see people sitting. But there's a bloke the other day sitting outside Starbucks. You know, homeless and hungry. I thought, well, you're only young. Get out there and work. What's all this sitting on the, on the pavement malarkey? I I,
2: I do the rubbish. same. I look at people like that and I think, how have you got to this place? Yes. It's obviously there's a journey they've Where made are your this family? journey.
1: You know, do you have any brothers and sisters? Why are you sitting down saying, I'm homeless? Why don't you go and and do something? Go and offer your services as a washer-upper. How do does something? that person
2: do that, though? If that person's sitting on the street, they don't have a national insurance number, they don't have a bank account, they don't have all the things you we can have... You get
1: casual work in restaurants.
2: If you clean up?
1: Yeah. You can say, listen, can I come in and just sweep up for, for a fiver? But, of course, they'll go, no, I can earn... £50 an hour by sitting on the bottom on a pavement. So it does so. In, it doesn't, you know, encourage them to do anything. Go and go and c- do something. Because there's nothing worse than seeing young people sitting on their bottoms on a pavement with a badly written sign saying hungry and starving, you mm. know, and homeless. It's depressing. And you think, well, go and do something. Offer to do something. There's loads of people out there.
2: That sounds very harsh, though, when you say that. It's not that easy.
1: Well, I'm sick to death of being manby-pamby with these people. We've got to mollycoddle them. Fair enough. Most of them have have drink problems. Exactly.
2: Well, that's what the money goes towards, isn't oh, it? You see, I mean, Self
1: inflicted. Do
2: you think? You I it? think
1: so. Because I've noticed that on the front of the news of the world, Gaza's teenage stepson—luckily, it's not his; it's his stepson—is uh, binging on booze and drugs. Mason Who sold the story. His girlfriend, ex-girlfriend Chelsea, has sold the story. She, so she, she's a class act as Chelsea well. Chelsea and Mason. Chelsea and Mason. Yes. And He's and in a they mess,
2: are. isn't he? He's full of cocaine and booze, and he's 19, and it's all over Facebook. How common is that?
1: Uh, Well, I don't know. They say here that the programme, which was on the table, showed Mason persuading his family to travel to Portugal to offer support to Gaza, who's drinking heavily, and now, apparently... Uh, he lives off his famous stepdad's name but laughs at him behind his back, snorts cocaine, uses sleeping pills, drink drives despite his motoring ban, throws his mum's money away and demands sex six times a day. Oh dear. I don't think so on that many drugs, Mason. I think you're delusional and rather stupid, I'm afraid. And with a girlfriend like that, good God in heaven. This is uh, Chelsea said, The Mason the public saw is not the real Mason. He lied and acted like he cared on television because he wants fame.
2: Um, isn't Gazza clean?
1: no idea
2: i turned on the telly the other day and it was richard and judy
1: oh did you yeah i didn't know they were still on it's television what were they what were they talking it's, about
2: uh were well, gaza was on
1: oh right being clean right oh he'd been on loose women had he yes and he and he yeah, kind of slurred like that's that that's
2: awful it, you can't understand a word he's saying I anyway what he
1: was saying and i thought and they said how, how long have you not been drinking said i uh, not been drinking no for four months and Bless i thought him. what a wreck I oh, know he should play football. He's good at that. Yes, but he can't do it because of all the poorly. Is he all old? the sick things that go on?
2: Really? I thought. He, oh, I, I thought he so, was yeah. better now.
1: Well, he's better, but I, I, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Yeah, but you don't, you're not ever cured.
2: No, it's a daily battle, isn't it? Mm.
1: But it, but he said it started when he stopped playing football, and he had nothing to do. So he he, he retired at thirty-five or whatever it was. Oh. And had had some money, not as much money as he probably thought he had. No. And and had nothing to do all day, because all, all your friends are working. So what do you do? Do you sit at home and then wait till five o'clock till, till your friends come home? And then you go, Should we go out for a drink? And they go, well, actually, we're, we're having a meal in with the family tonight.
2: it has got to be a team somewhere that wants him.
1: Well, he, he's, he's tried tried a couple, I'm afraid.
2: Training, surely he could train he's kids. He's tried that.
1: Didn't work, I'm afraid, because they're only going to know him through his appearances in the newspapers.
2: The Duke of Edinburgh has spent 57 years and 71 days being the Queen's rock.
1: Great.
2: He overtook the record set by King George III's wife Charlotte. Oh. Yes. Last... I quite like him. He's great. Yes. He did 350 gigs last year. For the Queen?
1: It's not bad for not his bad. her age. Not bad. I'd love to see how many Prince Andrew did. About seven, I should imagine. Mainly to do with playing golf. <laughs> He's well, a lazy son. Naughty
2: family, actually. His yes. little family aren't very... Him, aren't well the behaved, ex-wife,
1: and the two children. You know, a <sighs> bit naff.
2: Yeah, I'm afraid uh, she, Eugenie, should be doing something a little bit better with her time. Yes. She's a year out. Great, She's only Fantastic. young and
1: already she's... Well, might Harry as well? Harry is spending most of his time in nightclubs. He's supposed to be in the forces or something. I don't know when. Perhaps it's part-time.
2: Isn't he about to get his wings?
1: Harry, or is that Will's? No, I think Harry, Harry's Harry. about oh, is to get his...
2: his um, as a, a helicopter pilot. Oh, I'm
1: not flying anywhere near him. He must be chock-a-block with alcohol. it in and out of these nightclubs in London. I don't want to go anywhere near him, <laughs> and, and raves. And raves. I've never been to a rave. Have you not? Not in my life.
2: I've walked past a rave.
1: Have you? Yeah. Oh right! I've never even walked past a rave.
2: Silent disco,
1: Glastonbury. Uh, f- oh right! Yeah, silent disco. Silent. Is that brilliant. You have headphones? Everyone
2: wears headphones, so you can't hear any noise at all right. except in the headphones. Right. So it's hundreds and pe- hundreds of people all dancing, but no sound. Oh right!
1: Very surreal. That's very peculiar. Very surreal. But mine, that's
2: a rave. That's a rave, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's the drugs that make it a rave, isn't it?
1: A friend of mine did go to a, a rave once, and he was the only one not on drugs. Oh. And he said it was the most peculiar experience. Mm. He said, because people come okay. up to you go, I really love you. And you go... And you go, I don't even know you. I'm no. sorry. <laughs> I mean, all that bypassed me. Compl- I never did any of that stuff. No.
2: Did nothing for
1: me. Nothing at all? Yeah. No. No. I think we are obviously too old for that kind of thing now. Obviously. Uh, Warren, thank you very much indeed. Now, I haven't received the invite as yet. To, to attend what? the unveil it's an unveiling on Friday the 24th and this is uh, for uh, on the Twickenham embankment it's it's a sign going up to acknowledge all the groups who played on Eel Pie Island <gasps> and so uh, who's going to be there there's all sorts of people Excellent. and uh, then they've got uh, a gig at the Twickenham Stadio with the Yardbirds in concert.
0: Wow, are you going to go? The, the
1: new live room. I can't, unfortunately. Oh. It starts at 8.30. There are, there are details. <clears throat> if you want to attend the free afternoon, this is next to the uh, the Barmy Arms pub. And uh, there's a special area to enable the board to be unveiled. From 3.30, Blues Academy playing live. They were one of the winners of the uh, Blues Quest competition. Four o'clock, the Mayor of Richmond, Helen Lee Parsons, will unveil the Heritage Board, followed by more live music from Blues Academy. And uh, you're welcome to attend the free event. The VIP guests, of which I am one, uh, will return with the Mayor to York House for the Mayor's reception. And there's going to be uh, other members of the council, other mayors of London boroughs, His Excellency the Ambassador of Chile, Dave Brock and members of Hawkwind, original members of the Yardbirds and Downliner sect. And the special day ends, as I say, with the Yardbirds in concert in the new live room in Twickenham Stadium. Now, it's nearly sold out. If you want details, it's eelpieclub.com, www.eelpieclub.com eelpieclub.com So good luck, Warren. See you on Friday for that. That's the Music Legends of Eel Pie Island Heritage Board, which is very nice indeed. What else we got?
2: Patsy it has got married for the fourth oh, time.
1: bless her. Why? 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 Perhaps she likes wedding cake.
2: Maybe, yeah. Her, her nine-year-old, or is it 12-year-old son, Lennon, walked her down the aisle? Do you think he's all right with it all?
1: Don't hope know. I hope so. What do you think? How, how do kids cope with that? Who, who is my daddy and why is Mummy with somebody else?
2: Well, again, it's what you're brought up with, isn't it? It's what you're used so you to. You get used to
1: that kind of thing. You're
2: used to being hit around the head every day.
1: You get used to it. You get
2: used to it. But yeah, um, yeah so she looks very happy. Which is oh. very nice. On page three of the Sunday Mirror. Lovely. And the picture of all the glamorous guests in bow ties as <laughs> yes. well. Yes.
1: <laughs> very, oh, very glamorous people. Very glamorous. Except people. Darren Day.
2: Is that is that the picture? Is that what he was at? I think was Darren Day do? is it.
1: No, I don't think he was. No. I think he, no. I tell you where he went. He went to Hell's Kitchen.
2: Oh, did he? Oh, that's right. And everyone who are you? Himself
1: to Gary Lineker.
2: Quadruple takes all around.
1: Worry, uh, Louis. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, they had the London Sci-Fi Festival on. He said, "I heard the piece." Many thanks for the plug. Do let me know if you want to come and see any movies. We've got some great stuff on, and they've got a, an opening night party, which mm-hmm. is very nice. And this is the eighth. Annual London International Festival of Science Fiction and Fantastic Film. Ooh! So if you fancy that, they've got a website. It's wo dot fi london dot com. Okay, Ooh, sounds good. Sci-fi-london dot com. Okay, so that's the eighth annual London Festival of Science Fiction and Fantastic. You'll love it if you go. And worked very hard for that one, which is good.
2: Mm. You're a big fan of sci-fi, are you? I quite
1: like certain mm. sci-fi. I like Doctor Who. Oh yes. I like Doctor Who. What about
2: all the old Star Wars movies and all yes, that? They're great, aren't they? I like
1: the old Star I want to buy a huge television, and I mean huge. Like, whoosh, like the size of this wall. Yeah. The size of this wall here. So, First Because I reckon you could watch films on that and it would be fantastic. Oh,
2: it'd be great, wouldn't it? Big bucket of popcorn. I didn't
1: them. win the uh, lotto on Friday, which was 52 million. Nobody won it. Luckily, normally it's somebody in Belgium. But uh, this time it's up to 66 million pounds. <sighs> could buy your own theatre for that, couldn't you? You could. You could? Yeah. You could you buy could. the Queen's Theatre. You could be the you
2: stage could. door man. In Japan, that's how it works. Uh, the man on stage door is the man who owns the
1: theatre. Really? Yeah. I don't want to sit out the back, thank you very it's much. I've great. been to the stage door at the Queen's Theatre. The
2: man on stage door knows everything. Really? Mm. That
1: is true, actually. I, I would like to buy my own theatre and I would call it... I don't know... Steve's Steve's Place. <laughs> Steve's Place with a little theatre built in, which would be quite nice. Oh, by the way, we've just got the uh, confirmation back. I'm pleased to confirm, Miss Milligan, the order of two tickets for tomorrow at 7.30 and looking forward to you paying for them. Uh, sorry, no, I made that bit up. Jen, looking forward to welcoming you.
2: I shall be there.
1: OK, that's 7.30. Make 7.30. Make sure you're early. Latecomers will not be admitted.
2: Ooh, it's an opening night. It's normally seven.
1: Oh, right. It's <laughs> oh, 7. It's 7.30. Oh, here we go, Jan. What is it? 7.30 It's 7.30. Are you sure? Yeah, well,
2: she said it's 7.30, then Jan has said, <laughs> and that's
1: that. She has spoken. <laughs> Listen, we'll take a, a very quick break. More of your texts and emails coming up, and more from the uh, the papers. I did say that. The Celebrity Come dine With Me, an old one, I'm afraid, but there's uh, a new one coming up uh, very, very shortly. OK, more of your... T- oh, we've got quite a few of your uh, emails and texts and everything else. So we'll be coming up with those very, very shortly here on 97.3. <laughs>
0: LBC 97.3, Steve, Steve Allen. Allen. Text 84850.
1: Food and drink this afternoon with Bill Buckley from four as the summer hots up. Bill is joined by Indian food guru Vicky Bogal, who will attempt to spice up your plates. Going this weather. Can you eat Indian food in this heat? Mm. <laughs> or oh, you can eat it anytime. Keeps you cool. You? Does it? Yeah, oh, of course. That's cup of tea point. Always works. So, any questions on how to achieve the perfect Pakora, a sumptuous samosa, or a dazzling doll? Who on earth wrote that? Join Bill Buckley for food and drink Sunday from four. A sumptuous samosa. I've never heard of a sumptuous samosa before, but it's a a nice idea. Uh, Steve, do any other listeners hate Saturday, says uh, Lynn? I've no idea. Probably. I love Saturday. I
2: love Saturday. I love
1: anything, yes. It's
2: the day before Sunday. You've still got a day off.
1: Exactly. It's it was, great. I love, I love every day, actually. Every day I'm into work. Uh, Andy the Railway Man says, I love Katie and Peter. I'm so happy it's back on. Of course you are. Was um, it off? Well, well, she's off. I mean, there's foul mouth on it. I mean, she really is quite... Dis- for a woman, it's oh, quite disgusting. Very You've bad. Never heard. Very,
2: oh, oh, I can, it's in my head, the things I've heard her say, and it'll never go away. On this
1: programme, it's even worse than you can ever imagine. Right. You thought the Osbournes were foul mouth. They're nothing on this old bag. Oh, disgusting. I mean, really. Mm. You'd never allow her near anybody at all. She's too disgusting for words. Mm. Poor soul. Uh, another one here. Happy birthday to uh, Rose, says Laura. Somebody says, what's wrong with council estates? You tell me. You tell me what's wrong with council estates. <laughs> uh, we will be doing a little bit later. Don't forget gadgets. That's after the, uh, the news. And mm. Ian says, I've been waiting for a bus at the Teddington War Memorial... Um, where a young lady had the urge to spit twice. Lots of people stand there spitting at bus. Have you noticed this? Do they do it around the You no. just stand there at bus stops and they go. Pff. There's
2: a lot of it's that in ma- India.
1: Oh, disgusting! I don't know why. It spreads diseases and everything.
2: I hate it. There I was a man spitting. on the tube next to me today. He was wearing headphones and he was doing that snorting thing. You know, uh. where, but he he was unaware of his own bodily thing. He was uh. doing it because he had headphones on. Oh right. And I kept looking at him, to say. Can you please stop that? Oh, I'm a human being. No. That is revolting, and he didn't understand.
1: Oh, dear. not a clue. Disgusting people. I'm afraid. <clears throat> uh, apparently, uh, Johnny says yes. The one child rule is in China.
2: Yes, I thought so. I, I had a massage from a China, Chinaman yesterday. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Chinese massage. Amazing. Really, acupressure because
1: I've got a bit of pain in my neck.
2: In my own high street, he, he's uh, he's brilliant. Anyway, um, and I noticed that um, he has one child, a little girl. She's nine, and his wife's just pregnant again. So. He's come here to have freedom to have a second child. Oh, Lord. It's lovely, really.
1: Paul is somewhat misguided, but never mind. I'm assuming he's just writing to be stupid and says, I think Jack Tweed is a very misunderstood young man with youthful exuberance. (coughs) Paul, don't be so (coughs) stupid. Nothing worse than being thick and then uh, and then talking about it afterwards. Just makes you looked after. Uh, John says, looking forward to seeing you both at Hornchurch. You know, no end of people are going to Hornchurch. Is it's... that
2: John Clyber? I wonder? I don't know. Could be any old John, couldn't it? it Hello, c- John.
1: Could be any old John. <laughs> <laughs> See you there. <laughs> Chris says, are you on Twitter? Yes, lots of us at LBC are on Twitter.
2: Ashton Cusher is the winner of Twitter. Is
1: he on yeah, Twitter he's as in, well? Yeah, he's in
2: the paper today. He's achieved... He challenged <laughs> CNN um, to b- be the most popular person on twitter or something Anyway, he got a million viewers watching him live on t- twitter Is yeah. can you be viewed live on twitter is there
1: yes yes, yes. okay so yes i'm, I'm he on. achieved
2: a million viewers which was more than cnn Good
1: grief really a million
2: viewers yeah but he had posted a picture of his wife bending down in a white bikini in the bathroom oh, right. with, a, with a, a message that said don't tell the missus oh no
1: really? don't tell the wifey Oh dear! Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm on Twitter. In fact, I'm going onto it actually at the moment. You're I'm under on the Steve Allen show. Right. And I'm actually going. It just takes a little while to to load. Does
2: it mean you're a twit if you're on Twitter?
1: Um, Twitting. I don't know. Twittering? Actually. There's one here. Uh, Brian is listening uh, on the radio for the iPhone. Uh, another one here, and uh, this is Lou Jordan, who says I'm just back from a three-month tour. Glad to be sleeping in my own bed tonight because I'm quite exhausted. Uh, Dawn enjoyed seeing the Mercury men at the borderline. That was, that was yesterday, actually. And, uh, we've got loads of them here. There's one... What are you doing? He's twittering
2: you. Oh, he, he's I'm being twittered at the moment. photographing you being a twit.
1: And Richard says, got it to the garage and they can't look at it till Wednesday. Well, this time I'm not paying for any repairs. This is the third time in five months, because his car broke down. <laughs> so he, he's, he's, he's got a sensor drive gearbox. Chrissy is preparing for uh, an 11-year-old Simpsons-themed birthday party today. We've made a Simpsons coconut-shy bar football obstacle race, and it's sunny.
2: Is this everything on your Twitter?
1: Yeah, Stephen Fry says, weak, watery sun, but sun nevertheless. Oh. So we're,
2: like, in people's lives now.
1: Yes. Wow. Absolutely, yes. So people can sort of write in now, and it, it just pops up on my phone. It's just... Do you not Twitter? Well,
2: I, you know, I am fighting. I am a twit, yes, I have a twit, twitting. Have, have I have a twitting.
1: twitting. You have a twitting. I have twitting. Right.
2: I, I can twit if I want to. But you have met
1: many friends?
2: No, I haven't bothered with Twitter.
1: Right.
2: Really, because I've got Facebook.
1: Oh, you've got Facebook? Oh well, yeah. Ah, well, i I'm going to start my Facebook.
2: own, my face.
1: My face? <laughs> I've now lost my Twitters, they've disappeared, but I'm sure we'll have some more later. The Twits have
2: left the The building. The Twits have
1: left the building. (sighs) Pat says, the reason people who could work but choose not to is simple, they're not hungry. If they wake up in the morning and know there's nothing to eat unless they earn money, they'd have to work. Or they're on Twitter. (laughs) Pat says, I'm going to claim benefits for the stress caused by everything being so quiet.
2: Well, you have to stop life if you're going to do Twitter.
1: yeah. If you do have, to, but the, but it's it's a it's a social networking, isn't it? Look, she sent in a picture is that what of her dogs this morning. It's all a bit quiet out yeah,
2: there. Lula, oh.
1: <laughs>
2: what do we, what did we do before
1: all this technology? We talked to each other. Well, in our lifetime, in our lifetime, yeah. we we've had everything. We, we've got, you know, people walked phones. on the moon. People have walked on the moon. We've got mobile phones. Amy Winehouse, yeah, they are. James Mead has turned up, and Gary Jordan, and. Jo- <laughs> Not Jordan. Does she and Twitter, George? Uh, probably, yes.
2: I have, I have birds in my garden that Twitter.
1: Do you? You've
2: no, got... I've got a cat.
1: There's a cat. <laughs> do you
2: think Susan Boyle twitters?
1: I do hope not. Some will someone be twittering <laughs> for I hope her? Not. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm afraid. Are you not? No. I haven't
2: watched. Well, I saw a tiny snippet of it from the wings. Yeah. I saw it from the wings. I just, I mean, the only go. thing I'll
1: say about it again is it, it's beautifully put together by Simon Cowell. <sighs> to stop a young lad singing, saying this song is not for you, when he doesn't know what they're singing, <sighs> when he's supposed to not know, is contrived. This is
2: another person with bad teeth who's going to win, isn't it? Yeah, A person who doesn't look very glamorous with bad teeth, yes. who's got a good voice, is going to win.
1: But the Royal Variety, I don't think the Queen wants to be subjected to some woman singing... I dreamed a dream of times gone by. She's 47. Patty Exactly, way, it's really. a young person's song. It's not an old woman's song. No, it's all wrong. It's ridiculous. Oh, but also, somebody said, let's hear her sing something else to see if she can sing. Not one song. Everybody's got, it's like all the all the boy bands always used to have, when we used to interview them, one little song that they'd rehearse so that people would go, can you sing? And they'd go, one, two, three, and they'd go into Burst their, into harmony, their yeah. little set piece. Mm. Anything more than that, it was miming, Yeah, I'm afraid. And I'm a big anti-mimer.
2: I, I wouldn't like to see her in Les Mis.
1: Well, if, if you did, she'd have to be lovely ladies looking... She'd up be that. great at that. She'd be great at that bit, but she couldn't do anything glamorous. Well, no, maybe not. She wants to be like Elaine Page. Ah, oh, Nobody's Page. like Elaine Page. That's why Elaine Page is Elaine Page. Is that what she wants to be like? Her hero, Elaine Page? Yeah. She wants to be like Now, Elaine listen. Page. Mm. It's listening. always 7.30 on press night. <gasps> Never seven. Is it not? Says, well, it's because I'm th-
2: normally in it, and I'm ready at the hearth.
1: <laughs> she says, by the way, I bet I know more than the stage door people at the Queen's. Yeah. Well, it's it's... I bet you do as well.
2: Probably you do, Jan. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing you anyway. 7.30. 7.30, I'll be there. Tonight. Tomorrow.
1: Sorry? Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, Monday night. Oh, OK, yeah. tomorrow. All right, tomorrow. Open Noises Off,
2: Queen's Theatre. Thank you
1: very is much. Is that uh, Frayne? It is, Michael Frayne. Michael Frayne, yes. Noises yes. Off. Bob Carlton, director. It
2: um, it's about... Well find out tomorrow night.
1: Oh right. <laughs> Wanna come? No, I can't. It's almost oh. miles away from me. Oh miles away. I can away only from ever me. make it on bank holidays.
2: Ah, what bank holidays are oh Bank, May Bank Holiday. Probably
1: May Bank Holiday, yeah. Yes,
2: I'm really looking forward to that day. Oh, that'll be nice. At the story. Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch.
1: <laughs> Very much three o'clock in the afternoon. Jill says, There is a new series of Come Dine With Me showing now. Channel 4, Sunday evening is at 8. Not a celebrity version for the last two weeks. But sometimes the celebrity, the ones who aren't celebrities are actually better.
2: When does a person become a celebrity? This is what I want to when know. When
1: you've married uh, Jade Goody, I should imagine. Do you <laughs> then think you become so? a celebrity. Do you go
2: through a special tape. Yes. You become a Twitter. No,
1: not a Twitter. Am no. I a celebrity if I have a Twitter Twittering, site? Goodness sake! Yes, I sort of. Just say I've got all sorts of people now. Twittering. Twittering. Yes. Twits. Yes.
2: <laughs> it's so funny that it's called Twitter. Isn't Suzette it?
1: says my husband's in Kingston Hospital. Oh. He's special needs. I thought that I spent too much money on the car park tickets visiting him daily. I've been catching two buses. Takes a lot of patience and waiting. So yesterday I asked the security if I can park in any bay and use the blue badge as he's special needs and in hospital. And they said, yes. Although they said, yes, I have reservations, what do you think? My husband has to be fed as he can no longer do it for himself. Uh, you're not allowed to use the badge unless he's in the vehicle. Oh, no. If somebody's in hospital and you have a a blue badge, yeah. you can't use it. No, even though it's only for his only. benefit Yes, you're only there. if it's for his... But it, they've got to be in the vehicle. So, I mean, I d- put it this way, I, I, my working of it is, Suzette, that you could probably cheat. i put it on there because nobody's going to know, but... It's it's up to you.
2: You're breaking the law, but you're breaking it's the law. and you, what, what you're law. doing
1: is using the badge and abusing it. Even though it's you know it's inconvenient for that's kind of tough.
2: It's for him, though, isn't it? That she's there. It's his. It's a terrible thing. Oh, she's off to Hollywood.
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> Susan Boyle. Boyle going to Hollywood. She's
2: going to Hollywood.
1: Good. Go today. <laughs> <laughs> go today. Take Simon Cowell with you. Mm. Go, go, go. I, I think it's a load of old rubbish. Actually, I don't think she's that great at singing. She's all right. It's all right. She's all right. It's all right. She's the sort of person, on a Friday night in a pub, you'd go, we have had a couple of drinks, that's all right, isn't it? She's all right, nice singer. Should we go home? Yeah, let's go home now. Fish and chip. (laughs) Oh, I could eat fish and chips now. I made a
2: lovely fish pie on Friday night.
1: Did you? Yeah. I had fish and chips with my ex-producer, Giles, on Friday. And we went to a church in London for fish and chips, because they have a, a cafe underneath. And you get lots of I know, don't it's b- bizarre, isn't it? But it's it's very good. It's six ninety five mm. fish and chips, mm. so it's not cheap in a church. But then churches never were cheap.
2: Is it Twickers in
1: Twickers? No, it's not. It's in oh. London. Oh. But then they get a lot of tourists who actually go into this sort of church and they go underneath. And there was there was a family sitting there and they kept looking at our fish and chips, and and then and the little kids and they they were Italian or French, French I think. Anyway, I was I, I didn't think anything of it until they all get up and they leave and they come back with two plates of chips and some salad. And I thought, obviously, bless them, they, they can't afford to eat everything. She dives into a bag and produces from her Tesco bag some cooked beef, yogurts, and proceeds to actually make her own meal on the table. Mm. Très bien. Ah, was, oui, ah, oui, très bon. Ah. It was super. Ah, bon, bon. Fantastic. So she, she's giving them sliced beef and everything else and making little rolls up. Very nice. And then produced a petit felou. Ah oui. A little yogurt. Oh, I love them. What, petit felou? There's ah. never enough of them. Ah, no. You go like pfft, little squeeze, and it's gone. I know,
2: well, that's the good thing, isn't it? I like
1: Martin and Spence got big bits of fruit in. I like the chunky yogurts. Mm. I think they're bad for you, though, the yogurts, aren't they?
2: Are they really? I, I think, think there's so, a bit yeah. of bifid, bifids, there's stuff in there that keeps your flora and good order, isn't, isn't it? it? Oh, yeah. I've lost
1: track of the stuff you're supposed to put in. I would like a chocolate biscuit while we're having the travel. No, I'm OK,
2: thanks. Are I'm sure? trying not to be fat. I've got to be thin. I'm in the hot Mikado you know.
1: Right. Mm. Well, I thought you were allowed to be chunky and that, aren't you?
2: Maybe you are. I was watching stuff on YouTube and there's all sorts of different shaped women who have played <laughs> the rules
1: that I should be. So you're all be. right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't want to be flabby, do no. I? No. You
0: know.
1: Well, how much, you're not taking off, are you? A
2: little tiny bit. I could do with half half stone off.
1: Really? Yeah. I've got to get your skates on, girl, For goodness sake. Well,
2: it'll be gone by opening night, love. Will it? Oh, yeah, it's got three weeks.
0: Right, well, I've got three weeks then to trim myself down. Yeah. OK. Uh, 14 to 10. On LBC 97.3. The new extended Simon Calder's travel clinic from 2, food and drink with Bill Buckley from 4, and business and property with James Max from 5. Your Sunday supplement on LBC 97.3. Thank you very much indeed.
1: Nice to be company. It's uh, twelve minutes to ten. Apparently, some new new photos are up on uh, on Twitter, so that's good news, isn't it? Just checking, actually. So yes, so up on up on Twitter are some new photos. Which uh, for those people who are twittering the Steve Allen Show or Steve Allen Show, you will uh, we will find actually somebody sent Noreen sent me a lovely postcard from Wicked because I do listen to Wicked. Popular, you're going to be popular.
2: Wicked the show. Yeah. yeah.
1: And on the postcard, of course, it's my, my quote at the top, oh, which is quite sweet. I, I get the London's quote at the top. London's number
2: one show. Can I read it? Can I yeah. just read it, Steve? Ah, oh, there it it's is. It's quite Steve sweet, Owen actually. Obviously. I do
1: like, I, I like getting my, my quotes Do you up.
2: believe this? Is it, is it London's number one show? I think it's still. Still,
1: yeah. to this
2: day. Yeah, great. it stands
1: up really well. In fact, if you just want to listen to the music, you can go to that website, which Darren will mention after 10, where you can listen to everything for free. Yeah. You can't download it, but no. you can listen for yeah, free. absolutely. And Wicked is, is really great, actually.
2: I've become a member of Napster recently actually, which is
1: Oh, that's another downloading one. It isn't is.
2: It? Well, you can go and have a listen. It's oh, like right. having a jukebox in your house for a tenner a month.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh.
2: Highly recommend it. Okay. What about Jersey Boys? Is that not a great thing? Yes,
1: I'll I have not seen it. I haven't.
2: I think I might go for my birthday. Oh right. Mm. May the
1: seventeenth May the seventeenth. 17th. May seventeenth. 17th. Yes. <laughs> be it's not that far away, is it? No, it's not, it's great. So would you be celebrating at Hornchurch? I probably will. I usually... Actually, I've been very
2: lucky. I've had my birthday at Hornchurch quite a few times and it's very nice at Hornchurch because you have a birthday cake in the green room.
1: Oh, well, that sounds That's quite cool. nice. It is it's very nice. I like that idea. Yes.
2: <laughs> Am I allowed to say that the head or the director-general, the deputy director-general, Mark Byford, of the BBC, who earned 513000 oh, last year, is costing the public £240 a day to Why? get to and from work? Work to and from work he takes the top train from hampshire and then he gets a cab from the station to white city and back
1: good lord is it
2: necessary is it morally correct yes, it no. is necessary is it yes i think can't so. he do it from home
1: uh or get a
2: flat in white city
1: well he he could do that Wait days, yes
2: rent the flats?
1: he could but then if, if you're running something like that i, th- I think people need to big uh, job yes okay I think if, if, you're the, if you're the boss, then you should have to get backwards and forwards into work. It's, you know, in the same way, I suppose, do you need presenters on, on radio programmes? The answer is, yes, of course you do. So yeah. do you have to make sure they get there? Yes. Yeah. Do you have to make sure it's a reliable company? Yes. yes.
2: OK, so it's fifty eight grand a year for the cab alone.
1: Does seem quite a lot, doesn't it? It would be probably cheaper to buy a car and get a chauffeur.
2: Rickshaw.
1: Rickshaw. <laughs> <laughs> much, much, I mean, much cheaper. You
2: could just give somebody a job of getting in there yeah. every day. For a lot less than that, couldn't you? I mean... Just seems insane, really, that the cab company gets used. It costs so much mm. money. Our money.
1: Our Too money, much. exactly. Too much. It is our money. That's the bit that hurts. There's a isn't silent it? auction at the Queen's. Shh. Do you know about this? No. Oh, right. All artists have donated work to be auctioned for the theatre development.
3: Oh.
1: In May. Do you know about that? No. Jan, silent. do you know about that? The silent auction at the Queen's. Who's in charge of that, I wonder? I don't know, but I want, want to check it with, with Jan first.
2: Did you hear that Madonna's going out with Moses now? She's sacked has been out with Jesus. Jesus. And she's now going out with a bloke called Abraham Moses Shimmel.
1: No. Yes. Moses? His middle name's Moses. How lovely. Mm. I like that. I like aircraft. And uh, once again, the Vulcan Restoration Trust... Right. ...are opening up the Vulcan bomber based at Southend Airport during the summer months. All on a Sunday. Today... Gates open 10 o'clock till 5. Lovely day for it. Lovely day for it. The next one is the 21st of June, Mm. then the 9th of August, then the 27th of September. So this is Southend Airport, the Vulcan bomber. It'll be great to see the flying Vulcan, but uh, they can't for safety reasons... Offer to open the flight deck to the public, whereas we can. So come down to Southend Airport and get a feel of what it's like to fly this awesome machine. Wow! He's another one, Jim. He's off to uh, he's off to the Queen's on the bank holiday. Unbelievable, isn't it? Isn't it Most great? Just popping down there for no reason it's the whatsoever. The place to be. It is the place At to three be. Three o'clock. Is it three o'clock? Three o'clock. That's the time people are I, meeting.
2: Apparently. Well, just just before. Um, just before three. tea in the foyer.
1: Tea in the foyer. Uh, headlight, dry and sunny, mild with light winds. Eighteen centigrade today. Is it? 18, double it and add 30, so 36. Oh, 66, is Come right. on, it's
2: beautiful day it's for good. gardening or anything, really. It's a
1: good day for potting up. I should be potting. I'm potting up. Are you? Yep. I should be I've stereo potting. Have you? I've got some, savina, uh, some verbena and uh, some um, um, geraniums. i got spicy salad
2: mix, celery
1: and basil. Where are you putting that?
2: When pots in my garden. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I watched Gardener's What's It the other night on telly Right. and they were showing you how to go down the garden centre you get your plants and all that and then just... split them up and make them Treble oh, no. the amount of plants by just doing cuttings, and
1: I, I I cut a thing out of a paper, and I've lost it at the moment. And I saw it in the paper the other day, and it's um, for sweet peas mm. in a hanging basket. But it's a new strain, and they're smaller sweet peas. And I thought, Ooh. I'm going to have hanging baskets this year, as well as these. I'm going to have trailing sweet peas. Trailing peas, yeah, lovely. I do like sweet peas in hanging. I like hanging baskets. Pardon you me, know how, um,
2: you can buy moss in the garden centre oh, yeah. to line your baskets. I was in the woods the other day and there was all this moss, and I thought, oh, instead of you £5 a bag, I had, a, I had a load of moss. didn't?
1: Of yes, I did. What woods were these? Hadley woods. Hadley woods. You, and you picked a load of moss?
2: Not a load, just <laughs> enough for <from laughs> my one
1: basket. you only got one? Yeah. Well, I've ordered six.
2: Well, I've got other baskets going on right. in the garden, but uh, no, that particular oh. basket is all. I had the a woods. basket last
1: year that I bought in Costco, and it was about. Two and and a half feet, huge. Yeah, which looked great. Yeah, hang it up, water it. There was an almighty crack after the third week. This thing had got so big it had just dragged everything off the wall. So, what did you bolt it into the wall? No, I gave up with it. Forget it. Because by the time they've dropped to the ground from a height, everything spills (laughs) out. You can't really repot back in again. It doesn't doesn't kind of work the same, does it?
2: Um, Jonathan Ross has been rude about being rude.
1: There's a surprise. He's always rude. He's
2: rude about being rude, though. Yeah.
1: Oh, dear. Anyway, that's enough about (laughs) that. He's made (laughs) enough money. Uh, Marie from Germany says, First Jade Goody, people lining the streets six deep for her funeral. So bad, all the roads in London were closed. Did we miss something? And then Susan Boyle from Britain's Got Talent has been inundated with offers of sex. I would like to see the proposers of this, or maybe not.
2: It says a lot about Britain, doesn't it? It does,
1: doesn't it, really? Yeah. (sighs) Bit, bit disappointing, really. It but it doesn't matter because people who go to the theatre are nice people. So we like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's a picture of the four sons of the Beatles. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, page 20 of the Sunday Mirror. Is that like
1: to try and recreate the Let It Be album?
2: I don't know if the boys have got anything to do with it, but um, someone's hoping they'll do something. I've, I've not really read the article, but the pictures are really evocative, yeah, aren't they? Of the of Beatles. The four boys. The I four saw men. them
1: on te- I remember turning on television and seeing the Beatles. Did you? Singing She Loves You, I think. Oh. Good happy stuff. days, happy eh? days. Actually, and I've downloaded all their stuffs so on my iPod. I've got all their stuff. Have you? Yeah. Do I
2: need an iPhone?
1: Do you need an iPhone? Do I
2: need an iPhone? I'm, a, I'm up, no. upgrade crucial at the moment. I've just
1: bought for Nathan because he wanted a phone for his birthday, so I've decided to buy him a phone. So I ordered it online last night. What did
2: you? Are you I bought to
1: say? him uh, a Sony Ericsson. Oh, have you? Yeah. As a music, pa- pay as is you he? go. He, he wants to play games. Yeah. A bit of music. Is on he it. a
2: nephew or a godson? Godson. Or? Yeah. That's... But
1: in early, coming up eleven.
2: Oh, you're but very generous. But they've all got phones at you? that
1: age, so well, it's listen. That's what he wants.
2: He'll be the man on the street. But he'll have to.
1: He'll have to save up and buy his card. I've given him three hundred free texts on it. Very good. Because he's, he's gives me more texting than phoning. Yeah. That's what all they, they do at that age. Yeah. You know, funny, I never had a phone till I was well a lot older.
2: No. Well, nobody did, did and
1: they? You don't. You don't need an iPhone.
2: I it, don't. Well, it's very hard to text.
1: No, it's easy to text. you get used to it, do yeah, you? Yeah, easy. Easy to text.
2: I thought I'd just get the iPod Touch if I want all those... It's,
1: it's so easy to... Look, I'll, I'll show you. It's so Gaget. easy to text on here. You just go into uh, phone. Yeah. OK, there. And then you go, say, there. Just yeah. supposing I, I, I want to text to uh, to my brother yeah. on his mobile. I yeah. hit, hit that. Yeah. It goes text message. Yeah. You just hit text message. And then you get the screen up. And, and there's the screen and there's the Don't things. you I push... be very
2: adept with your thumbs.
1: Well, yeah, you do make mistakes. That's the thing, isn't it? just click back again.
2: But you can't walk along and text.
1: No, you can't. No. No. Should
2: anybody be allowed to do that anyway?
1: i tell you what I saw the other day. For two days running now, and I'm sure she listens to this programme, I'm walking over Waterloo Bridge and there's a woman walking towards me reading a book. She's (sighs) reading as she's walking. And I'm thinking, are you daft or what? Why's he walking and reading? I've seen women pushing prams reading a book.
2: We're just filling our minds up these really? days, aren't
1: we? Isn't it? There's too much going she's... on. Uh, Noreen says, "New, come down with me tonight." Thank you. And you mentioned the Yardbirds. We saw them a few years ago in Watford. We were in the front row. The singer asked if anybody saw them supporting the Beatles in 1965. I thought there'd be loads of us, so I stuck my hand up. I was the only one. Was she that says,
2: embarrassing?
1: It was for Noreen, but tonight Aww. she's going to see Wayne Fontana. <gasps> so if he sings "Pamela, Pamela," you know who wrote it, don't you? You know. We're back with with, with Jan again. She said Katie Milton is running the auction. Is she? And more details on www.queens-theatre.co.uk. It's become a Queen's show today, hasn't it? Probably. Love to Tom, who will probably be listening too. Tomsk. Who's Tomsk? I call him Tomsk. All right. Mm. Who's Tomsk? Tomsk. Tom. 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 Who's he's Tom? the artistic
2: admin. He's the administrator. Sorry, he's oh, very right. artistic, but he's not the artistic administrator.
1: He's the administrator of Hornchurch oh, Queen's right. Theatre. Hornchurch. Uh, and Barry Burnett, lovely young Barry Burnett. Barry Burnett. Do you know Barry Burnett? Uh, his client Ryan Malloy is giving one of the best performances in town as Frankie Valley in the Jersey Boys. Yes. Just started his second year. He says, please be my guest and come along and see him. Which, you know, Barry Burnett is just desperate to get me out of this studio. I've had offers of breakfast, sleepovers, everything. It's just unbelievable. Now Jersey Boys. You wait till I speak to your mother. <laughs> no, the show is great. So, and we've heard good, new, good reports about Ryan Malloy. So lovely to have young Burnett with us this morning. He's lo- You love Burnett. He's lovely. Yeah. He's, he's very good friends with lots of very, very famous people. Oh. He knows more famous people than I ever will. Celebrity. Oh, he's absolutely... He's Barbara Windsor's agent. Is he on Twitter? Is he on t- I shouldn't imagine Barry knows what Twitter is actually. Doesn't need it. But I think he'll, but he. But he he knows what good food is. Oh, he's Smith very good Smith. Fr- he speaks every day to Cameron Macintosh. Does he really? He's one of those sort of I people. I like Cameron Macintosh. We like Cameron. Yeah. We have to go. We have. Well, you have to. Do I? You have to. Yes, you have to because it's nice weather and you have to leave.
2: But Jackie Smith's cleaner hasn't had a pay rise in five years. I'm not
1: at all surprised. But is she, was she the one with the films or the? She was. The Two films, rights? five pounds each. Two films, five pounds each. What a bargain! What who a, needs money for cleaning? Who needs Twitter? Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Jane. Thank lovely, you. Lovely Jane Milligan, catcher at the Queen's Theatre. This is, um, oh, it is, you know, what, um, yes. Texts and emails. Fantastic. And, uh, Steve, uh, you can follow Mr Chaz on Twitter, and apparently it's called tweeting when you send on Twitter. I think we knew it was called, do we, we call it, do we call it twittering? No, uh, you tweet. You tweet? Yes. OK, fantastic. Uh, Jill says, please tell me you're doing the Beck this year. I haven't got anything guaranteed, uh, at the moment with the Beck, but, uh, it might be on the list a little bit later on. David. We shall Beckham? let you know. Sorry?
3: Oh, David Beckham? David Beckham. Yeah. Oh, OK. What about David Beckham? I
1: thought the Beck? No, the Beck Theatre. Oh, OK. Hayes, Middlesex. <laughs> it's that nice one. It's just off the uh, the road. <laughs> and uh, poor, poor John says, you're very judgmental about the homeless. It's very easy to have a good worth e- ethic when you're in a job you love. Not everybody is so fortunate. Well, then people should get out there. Uh, there's nothing worse than people who whinge. You know, about not having jobs. People should get out there. If you don't... There's nothing worse than somebody doing a job and going, oh, I don't like my job. Well, do a job you like, because you're wasting everybody's time. And unfortunately, sitting on a pavement, John, as you probably understand, or probably you don't, with a little sign saying, homeless and hungry, I'm afraid, does absolutely nothing for me whatsoever. I don't fall for that. Perhaps some people do. Uh, Tina in Surrey says, I saw the Jersey Boys yesterday. Excellent. Standing ovation. Fantastic. And... uh, it says, "I've just watched Susan Ball's performance on YouTube. I don't get it at all. Well, I don't, but it's beautifully put together. Beautifully put together. Whereas
3: well, it says here, I've heard better voices in shows like Wicked, well, so you should. Well, <laughs> now you do wonder, though. Uh, did you see it last night? Uh, I saw. Did you see no, a guy I didn't. play somewhere on his um, saxophone? Thing? No, but well, it was beautifully played. But you must think that all the musicians in the West End yeah. will watch this on YouTube later, thinking." This is what we do every night. Yes, <laughs> but, that's, but they sort of, But that's why the audience sit there like I seals, know. clapping
1: something, and you think to yourself. But there are people who do eight performances a week. Absolutely. What do you think Michael Ball does every night? What do you I think know. the cast of Wicked do? They're singing live. They're not. You know, people don't go, Oh, it's very. Oh, very, you're not very attractive. Oh, you can sing. How funny is that? Mm. Go see Les Miserables. Go see Phantom. It's Pothetic, interesting. Um,
3: What's the song that she sung from Les Mis? I dreamed a dream. I dreamed a dream. Is <laughs> actually in the charts now, Patty LaPone version. Of course, because <laughs> <laughs> P- P- but also which is on first night record. La- so well done, first. Oh, well night done, to, <laughs> well done to Jackie and John for yeah, that. So I saw the midweeks earlier this week, and it's in, the, in. It's in the top. Oh, <laughs> how funny! Yeah.
1: But of course, what, what have they found from Susan Boyle? The fact that she has recorded
3: already. Oh no, oh, no, no! Before. This is oh, from right. years ago. Oh, right, a thousand right. copies of a charity single. Oh, so not right.
1: as innocent as she yeah, makes yeah. out. Not
3: not as innocent. It's all a bit contrived. He was part of a uh opera group yes and he tried many times to make it big whatever happened to him by the way uh he's touring america is he really yes yeah, so I, yeah, I think right. it's best to leave him over there because the americans
1: will buy into that kind of stuff um, right talk of aircraft very quickly it's the gate guardian dedication ceremony for the hurricane at the entrance to northwield airfield today at Ooh. 11 should Thanks. be a good event with a vampire flyby says dave in North thank you very much indeed which is good. Uh, Steve says, Jane is right. The iPhone is terrible for testing and doesn't support picture sending via MNS.
3: It will do so.
1: It will do so. It isn't at the There's moment. There's a new iPhone
3: coming out in uh, the summer. But uh, the new upgrade to the software, which is due in, in about six, seven weeks' time, yeah. will allow you to do that. Okay. So, so uh, uh, we, we're better to download that information? Yes, you will. You'll be able to download it onto your current iPhone, upgrade it to software version 3, and you'll be able to do MMS and cut and paste and all the things that the iPhone doesn't do at the moment. Okay, oh, that's good news. Yes, it doesn't cost any more, does it? It will be free on the iPhone. Mm. If you want to upgrade the software on your iPod Touch, it will be a fiver, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Not the first time I've heard this one, and this is from Joe in Enfield. She says a friend of mine gets a lot of things from uh, Florida has had his email censored, and AOL took a lot of his files. Now, I know that AOL have certain restrictions on their thing. I don't know they read emails though. Can they do that?
3: Um, I don't know whether this is one of those urban myths or not. Yeah, I would check your terms and conditions, but uh, she says
1: I'm having problems with AOL anyway. Oh, mine sometimes for the, for no reason switches itself off. Yeah,
3: logs you logs you off. It just and, all of a sudden yeah.
1: it goes goodbye. <laughs> Excuse me, I haven't even touched it's the bloody computer. It's AOL that
3: does that. Do all, they all do it? They all do it from time to time.
1: I discovered mine was actually I downloaded some things to watch later, and so I deleted all of those, and all it was fine on that. Yeah.
3: Actually, talking of computer problems, the uh, configure virus. Do you remember the one that we were? talking about a few weeks ago which was supposed to happen on the 1st of april mm-hmm. what are you putting your hand up for a good question <laughs> in a moment okay wait yeah. till your turn okay. uh, there is news that it might actually start doing something very shortly but there's a mm-hmm. way to make sure that you haven't got it on your computer if you go to www.confickerworkinggroup.org how do you spell that c-o-n-f for freddy i-c-k-e-r workinggroup.org and it will display a picture on your screen if it's Displays properly, you know you haven't got the virus, right? We'll put a link on your website later on for that. Oh, Actually, okay, in your right. Blog. We should put that in your blog. Really? Yeah, it's good. Good that everyone checks their computer to right. make sure they should haven't. We got just that put virus. a link up on steveallenshow You can, yes, which would yes. be easier. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll do that later. Okay. Pirate Bay. We've been reading all the news about that. We've been warning people not to download illegal material. Yes. Be very, very careful. Those what? two, those three boys have gone to. Thank you very much. Drink just arrived. Where's the, where's the vodka? Last time you had
1: vodka was nineteen eighty three. You don't drink vodka. Don't be silly. <laughs> nice you get silly on a wine gun. I remember the
3: time we went to Selfridges a few weeks ago and they giving away free shots of vodka. No, oh. one vodka and I was on the floor.
1: John, you know, suddenly worked out, and I had this strange dream last night. <laughs> I dreamed dream I dream. Was... <laughs> anyway, and I uh, haunted by this woman for the rest of my life. And, and I remember thinking, walking through Selfridges is actually quite dull compared to walking through Harrods, where they've got more furniture than I like. That yes. I like, yes, haven't they? They've got everything in Harrods. Yes. Lovely.
3: No-one ever seems to buy anything upstairs, though. Have you noticed? No, I
1: know, but, I mean, I just like all the furniture in Harrods. It's... It's It's very you. It's absolutely me. There's more of me in there than there is in Selfridges. Very strange, isn't it? Mm. Anyway. Um, uh, If you're a fan
3: of Chelsea, Arsenal or Manchester United, be very, very careful. Fans are being targeted in a new email scam that attempts to trick recipients... Recipients. recipients. the Recipients. Mm -hmm. Recipients. Recipients. Into sending premium rate text messages in the hope of winning tickets... It's a scam. You get charged a lot of money on your phone and you're not going to win any tickets.
1: So oh. be careful. You all right. Anything that comes through to your phone, if you don't know where it's come from or you don't know anything about it, don't open it. It's like on your computer. We've said before, you know, they go, I get no end of spams. Luckily, I'm firewalled up to the, uh, the gunnels. But you say, get things going, hi, and it's got my email address, hi, with reference to. And anybody else would perhaps go, oh, right, that, that's. So you open it up, and of course, it's rubbish.
3: Indeed. It's yes. Rubbish.
1: Mainly it's uh, it's viruses.
3: Yesterday at Olympia there was a, a, a new green event called UK Aware where you could go and have a look at green gadgets. Right. And there was one there for you, Steve. It's called a fire winder or window. I have it. Have you already? Of course I have it. <laughs> I have it. No, well, you I... would. Yes. Where have yes, you displayed your? It's yours?
1: ninety-eight pounds. It's sitting outside. Oh, it's cheaper the at this exhibition. How much was it? <laughs> no, it's eighty something. Oh, it's not much. Yes, I've, I have bought one. Have you I really? Bought I want one of those. Does I it bought work? it ages ago. Well, you've got to put it in a windy place. In a very windy oh, place. Really. And to be honest with you, over here we don't get that much wind.
3: So it's a little corkscrew type thing that you attach into on your patio somewhere. Or yes, it's really all garden.
1: you do you've got two two brackets, one at the top and bottom. As it spins round, it's got a obviously it charges up and it's got three little LEDs. Yeah. Well, I've never seen it spinning enough to get the oh, really? LEDs It says going. here it
3: only needs to spin for four to seven miles an hour.
1: Well, I'm telling you, you need to get... I mean, I might have to put it somewhere different where You've it does catch got 14 ultra-bright
3: LEDs. Yeah. Also, down there was another thing I thought you'd like, Steve. They come and in, install into your house LED light systems, which mm. change colours. Oh, at, really? Or, with a remote control. They come and survey your house, yeah. because LEDs use a lot less power than all the halogen light yes. bulbs. Something like 70% less. How nice. And you put them up, like these ones in the ceiling here, in the studio, Steve.
1: I'm a little bit worried. It says, we can help you qualify for a two-year interest-free loan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How much do these things cost? It depends if you're doing a big office block. Yeah. So that's why they would do that.
1: Well, what, what I've got, uh, I told you about my solar lights for outside. Yes, I've shown you them. This is from, for all the people who wrote in, it's the solar centre dot co dot uk the so I think it's the solar wait a minute excuse me one minute just have a quick look here I I did bring it in because I got no end of people writing in to me saying what is it it's the solar centre s o l a r c e n t r e dot co dot uk okay and they've got these uh, solar fairy lights follow the instructions. And I promise you, these silly little lights that you buy in boxes for £10 will be a thing of the past, because they wouldn't give you enough light to light an ant if it was walking in front of it. (laughs) But these solar lights are really super bright. And they come in, I think, 50, 100, 150 and 280. And they come in blue or uh, clear, or or white as they call them. Really nice. John was going to drape some round his bush. So I was very much looking forward to seeing a photo of that later on. So...
3: What can I say? No answer to that. No, there is no answer, <laughs> no answer to, that. to that at all.
1: Uh, Alan and Shelley say, you playing Radlet? Not at the moment, no. Mm. I have done Radlet twice. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah, I was I, there. Yes. I've. <laughs> right, uh, very quickly, one here. This is on um... Is there a Sony equivalent of the Ollie's iPod extractor?
3: I don't know the answer to that question, I have to admit. No. Um, Ollie's iPod extractor allows you to take the music off your iPod and put um, it onto yeah. your computer. Oh, right. Um... I would type it into Google and find out if you... Right. It. There probably is, because Sony make their own version of MP3 files. Right. When you uh, rip music from CDs.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Well, sounds quite uh, Right. That's quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Can you recommend a USB wireless adapter for me to use with BT Home Hub 2, says Bernie?
3: A Beats... Mm. Is this something for a laptop or a desktop computer? Don't know, a wireless adapter for use with BT Home Hub. Netgear makes some very good wireless adapters, Um, and that should be compatible with uh, BT. Make sure you get the latest version as long as your BT wireless adapter is using the N format. You can also use the N format on your uh, computer for faster connection speeds. But, yeah, there's Netgear, lots of other ones as well. But I get on very well with Netgear. That's what my wireless network is set up as, and it works very well, very easy to set up
1: lovely uh howard says my son has a pc game that only works with steam it says the game is 100% downloaded but it won't run it only works with steam i don't know what it means by that it won't run it says it's downloaded
3: but it's not what would you do if if a game said it's downloaded and nothing happens try downloading it again yeah because it obviously is not make sure as well when you download pc games you do them from a very reputable source because they're loaded with viruses and uh, worms and all sorts of things if you get them from dodgy websites Right. If you've bought it from a company, then ring their support department. But, uh, hmm. Steam? Steam. I, I like the idea Steam, of Steam. Yeah. Will the iPhone ever be on the free network? Uh, there's no answer to that question at the moment. It's still exclusive to O2. Looks like it will be for another year at least. Yeah, that's, that's the deal. Yeah. Can you send MMS
1: on the iPhone yet? Only, I would love to buy it, but I won't until I can send them. No, we no, just told June. you that will
3: be June. Yeah. Coming
1: out. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Steve says, how do I get my CDs onto an iPod Nano without using iTunes? You can't. You can't. It's as simple as that. You can only use iTunes, I'm afraid. iTunes
3: is free. Why would not you
1: not want yes, to Yes, exactly. It? Why would you not want iTunes? It's free. You don't have to, don't have to pay for anything. You just dow- download the software. And you can also... I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're going to try and sell you some stuff. But it's, it's free, so I'm, I would definitely go for it. Definitely go for it. OK, 10.16 it is now. Quick check on the State of the Rose with Craig Bird. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3. Uh, how does a BlackBerry compare to an iPhone... Uh, and Joe says O2 won't negotiate on the iPhone price They're not allowed to
3: No, they, they can't no. So that's a, we've told people that before Although they will be doing deals to get rid of the old iPhones any minute now, I yeah. predict um, Because the iPhone, as I say, will be changed in June time, I reckon mm. um, Whether it stays with O2, nobody knows yet It could go with O2 and Orange, or may just stick with O2 mm. Or Vodafone, who knows It's a very just... valuable product to whoever gets the Absolutely. Uh, contract Absolutely um, how it compares to the BlackBerry, well, they do t- two very different things, really. The BlackBerry's very good for work. If you're um, doing lots and lots of emailing on the go, the Blackberry is perfect. If you want something that plays music, videos, does your email as well, plays games, all sorts of other things, and go for the iPhone. But, you know, go and shop and play with them. There you go. Go
1: and f- find out which one appeals to you. Yep. Somebody said, I know lots of people who hate their jobs, but they stay because they don't want to claim benefits. <laughs> How stupid are you? (laughs) (laughs) They they hate their job, but they stay because they don't want to claim benefits. Why don't they just go to another job? Seems perfectly reasonable, doesn't it? Because you can't claim benefits straight away. Uh, Another one here. uh, It says, any recommendations for the
3: best way to watch TV on my computer? And do I need a TV licence? In this country, you do need a TV licence if you're watching live television. Even if you go to the BBC website and watch the live BBC news stream that they put on there, you must have a TV licence to Mm. watch that. Yes. Which a lot of people don't realise. Um, Don't watch it on your phone. There's um, something called ITV, E-Y-E TV, which is a little adapter you plug into the back of your computer. Right. That's really good. brings up all the programs you can record onto your computer and um, watch them later. Right. ITV, it's called. E-Y-E, or iConnect, rather. No, ITV. I'm right the first time. Sorry about that. E-Y-E TV. IConnect, something else completely. That streams your uh, music and films from your computer onto your PlayStation. I found York out what thought. Steam is. Is it a piece of software that it is? Yeah, from a games company. Yes, that's Thomas in Vauxhall. Thank you for that. The delivery program, right? Okay, yes. Well, You need to download Steam then yes. from that company. Go I don't get play it from games them. on my PC, so I can't answer PC game questions. No, we not It's a
1: separate separate program. Uh, yeah. PC gaming. Uh, yeah. How can I forward text messages on the iPhone? You can't at the moment. No. I <laughs> <You laughs> thought you change. could have done, wouldn't you? you
3: well, you would. But it could change in June.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interest. uh, interesting. Steve, we've tried to get Ollie's iPod Extractor. We can only find it for Mac, says Laurie. Ollie's iPod Extractor. We can only find it for Mac. Is it available for Windows?
3: I will have to check for you on that one. Yeah, mm. we'll find out on that. What's Apple Mac's equivalent to Firewall? Firewall is built into the Mac OS system, operating system. Yeah. Sorry, on. And don't forget, if you have a router... And you'll get connected to the internet by a router. Most routers already have a firewall built in. Right. So you don't need two firewalls. In fact, having two firewalls can cause you all sorts of problems. So, for example, you have a Netgear wireless router. It will have a firewall built in. Right. And you won't need another one on your computer. But with the Apple, it's already built in. Right. Okay. I think I get that. <laughs>
1: uh, Steve, I originally took my computer back to factory settings. Yeah. I've now lost my service pack one, and I've now lost my broadband connection.
3: How can I restore this if I can't get online? Well, you should be able to get back online. But yes. because you've restored to factory settings, you're starting all over again. Right. So you need to find out what your uh, internet service provider connection details are. Give them a call. Go into Network Setup and connect via that way. And then you're going to have to download all the service packs. There are now three. But service pack three should have uh, everything that you need. Wow. But ring your ISP and ask them to talk you through connecting back to the internet remember, if you restore to factory settings, you literally are wiping everything. Yes, exactly. It's got nothing on it. You can't it. go backwards once you've gone that far backwards. No. I occasionally I, I do it. I've done it on my, um... On my iPod before, yeah, that's different then because you've got all the music on your computer. Yeah, but if you were to <laughs> wipe your computer, <laughs> <So> I think <laughs> thousands of pounds you've spent on music on iTunes. If yeah, you but lose the trouble is all. that's what
1: like, we were saying a minute ago. I- iTunes is free free to download, so do download it. Yes. because you can you can put stuff on your iPod well, on sure. it. But it's also great because you'd be just you'd be amazed how much stuff you end up finding to put on there. Another, you know,
3: long forgotten tunes. Another great one, which is free, and you can hear the whole track is Spotify. We mentioned yes. this a couple of weeks ago. S P O T E-I-F-Y. free Download it, free. It's free and it's they've got hundreds of thousands of tracks of music you can listen to can i've got nothing.
1: people listening to wicked on spotify yeah
3: there's wicked uh, spring awakening which is just opened in the western yes great on uh,
1: in one of the i think it was in the daily mails color stuff the other day a great feature on it three oh, really? page feature on oh, wow. spring awakening yes. and go if you go on to spotify then you can listen to the music and then decide yep. to go and see a show you can listen to Lame mis on there as well Everything. i dream the
3: dream if you're not yeah, sick of not it already.
1: I'm sick to death of it already. <laughs> uh, Martine says, the only email service that reads emails is Google. It does it by scanning the content. Unless AOL have the same technology, then it can read the email's content.
3: Well, Google Mail does scan its uh, email for so it can place adverts inside your email program, but it doesn't right. actually read them. Right. Yeah.
1: Paul in Maidenhead says Steam is an online service where you can download and yeah. play games online. If the game's not playing, check they've got the right PS spec to handle the game. The in PC other words, spec. if you haven't got the PC yeah. spec...
3: If you've got to make sure you've got the uh, programme that allows you to run those games. So go to the Steam website. they right. I say, get, PC games are not my area at all.
1: Yeah. Is there a, a free download to open Excel attachments on emails? Uh, PC Excel. World was selling... Sorry, Excel attachments. Yes, there are.
3: If you go to the Microsoft website, type in... Excel Reader, you can mm. download that for free. It allows you to read them.
1: OK. Right.
3: Uh, do you know if Freeview is ever going to get
1: HDTV programmes, or should I get Freesat or Sky, says Jenny in Morden? Looking forward to seeing you
3: in Hornchurch. Well, if, if I go there, I will see you. <laughs> <laughs> Freeview are planning to launch HD services next year, which right. means you will Get at least the BBC via Freeview. Mm -hmm. I suspect ITV will also be there next year at some point as well. With FreeSat, you have to be able to install a satellite dish on your property, and that allows you to get BBC HD and uh, ITV HD as well. Sky, that HD box is subsidised, so you can get it for about 50 quid, but you've got to pay the £10 subscription every month to get the hd services for a year then after that you can cancel the hd subscription and get all the free to air channels which are currently channel 4 and bbc hd right maybe a couple of others colin reckons there's
1: an MS, mms application for the iphone that allows you to send and receive pictures
3: go from the app yeah
1: download it from the app store
3: That's something for you to do later, Steve. keep me amused for ages. I think I'll wait till uh, the new software comes out.
1: Yes, I I will as well. Uh, Jamie says, my computer won't let me put my iTunes purchases on my Philips MP3 player. Must they only go through an iPod, even though I've paid for them.
3: That's because the music from iTunes only works. On an iPod. Now, the way round this, Uh, burn them to a CD. Right. Okay, so you put your iTunes purchases on a CD, and then put the CD back in the computer, and rip them to MP3 format. And then you can put them on your music player. Right. All right.
1: So the trouble is, it it, it doesn't know what you've got. So whether you've paid for them or not is neither here nor there. I mean, it'll actually sell them to anybody.
3: Yeah, of course. It doesn't know whether you've got an iPod or not. No,
1: it doesn't. Uh, So that's the way around it anyway. OK, Stephen Bexley says, Can you recommend a decent iPod docking station with detachable speakers and a bit of power? Well, there's tons of them out there. I mean, there are absolutely tons of You know, the best place things. to do that is the Apple Store. They've got them all on
3: display and you can listen to the quality of the sound on there. Yeah. And there's Apple Stores all over uh, London now. Yeah. You can go and play with the sound. So, sound is a very personal thing.
1: I bought a little one a few years ago to take uh, on holiday, and the sound quality was fantastic. Yeah. And then a friend of mine bought a Bose one Bose and awesome. said that was fantastic it as is. well. They said it's support. like having a concert hall. It is, but they're expensive Bose. Equipment. That two or three hundred pounds exactly, aren't
3: they? <laughs> more than the iPod. Well,
1: mine I think was only cheap. Mine was you know less than forty quid. Yes. Still seems a lot of it. but go and go and road test them for. Go and have a look. I tell you what uh, else, do. John
3: Lewis do it as well. Yeah, I
1: was just going to say, John Lewis, go and have a look in there because they've got tons of things yeah. and just just listen to the sound. It's like buying a television. If you're going to buy a television from John Lewis or Costco or anywhere else, the picture you're sorry, the picture you're looking at is a is of, of, of a, a DVD, an HD DVD,
3: and an HD DVD, an HD, an HD. Although DVD. John Lewis are very honest, they go in there and you you can see the live... Satellite pictures yes. to show you what the quality is like. Yeah. They're very good in there for that.
1: But a lot of places are showing this. That's why the picture and it's always like Antarctica, where it's yes. the blue of the water and the ice, and it looks of and, it's and you Blu-ray go, that's great. a
3: Disney film, and it looks fantastic. Exactly.
1: You take it home <laughs> and people go, well, oh, don't want that. So they start trotting it back into shops. Go, it doesn't look the same. And you go, yeah, because what you were watching was uh, was something different. Yes, Blu-ray players very cheap now. Very cheap. Yeah. I did see one on in the paper the other day, and it was even cheaper than
3: I imagined it was. That hundred and twenty quid you can get them for there. Hundred and fifty quid. God, when you think how, they, how much they were when they, they started—thousand pounds when they first started. <gasps> wow, wow, wow! Um, Steve,
1: uh, I have in the last few days received online updates to my Vista laptop, Virgin BB Netgear router. The result of which, I can't log onto the internet. Now what?
3: You're not know, the first person who's complained to me about this one. I haven't experienced it because I don't use Vista anymore. Um, is it a problem with Vista? It might be that the Vista is blocking your um, access to the internet through oh. the security settings. Um, you could try System Restore, go back before, a couple of days. If you go into System Tools, System Restore, right. that allows you to make to roll back your computer a couple of days, see if it works again that way. Right. And until you find out why the, the Vista upgrade is uh, stopping your access to the internet, leave it at that. Okay. Martin in central London is getting very panicky. My lodger is connected to my modem
1: via a router. Will he be able to view and see which websites I use and vice versa? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, bit of a relief there, eh, Martin? Kiss my whip too, apparently, not that popular yes. in every household
3: <laughs> Make sure, though, that your security on your computer doesn't allow him to log on to your computer Yes To see what you're doing Yes, you don't There <laughs> are various ways of doing that if you know how to do it
1: Right yes. uh, Katie says, can you recommend a decent laptop, budget of 500 quid? <sighs> Where do you start? Where do you start? Yeah. There's tons of them out there yeah. now You need to go out, and it depends what you Again, want it play for play with
3: them, John Lewis, the Apple Store, PC World Go and yeah. play with what you like, <laughs> what spec you've got but but do, do go and road test. Where do you start? For. Mm.
1: And uh, will Virgin One ever be part of the free sat package?
3: I don't know. They're in negotiating with, it, with them at the moment.
1: Yeah. So in that, we don't. Do you know, I walked out of a shop the other day. If i tell you for why The assistant was too quick off the mark. I walked in there. Nothing to do with computers. I started looking at shirts, and immediately it was over. Anything I can help you with? No. You know, and you think, a little bit too quick. Always give somebody about five, ten minutes. A uh, little bit of advice there to the uh, very over-keen gentleman in the Bentles clothing
0: department. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Darren's back with us on Tuesday. This is LBC 97.97.3.
1: 28 minutes to uh, 11. Sun, glorious day outside. I must mention uh, Simon Calder's travel clinic in a second. And uh, also to Bob King, who's recovering. And has been uh, particularly interested in the... uh, What are we looking? What have you lost? Food. There is there is food here today. You brought, did you bring me a cup of tea? No, they said it's on its way. Did they? I do hope so. Uh, Noreen's going off to see. Um, she says uh, we went for a longish walk. If you speak to Paul, wish him a very happy birthday. So Paul, many happy returns of the day. Uh, also, nice to see uh, Andrew Pierce with you. He's with you after the news at eleven o'clock. Good morning. Good it morning. is a nice day today. You've it's got a short sleeve shirt and I've got a, a long sleeve shirt. Like it's, it's cold yes. in here. Well, I know. Well, I'll have to get used to this during the week because Nick Ferrari, who lives in an igloo, uh, decides that this is the temperature we should all work at.
4: Because he's got more... um, To keep him warm. Yes, more insulation.
1: Exactly, quite a bit more insulation. In fact, it's a bit like a fur seal. Yes. (laughs) There is a lot of it. I'm, unfortunately, a little bit like a stick. I keep saying to him, I've got bad circulation, I'm diabetic. means nothing, I'm afraid. It It goes right over his head completely.
4: Are you really diabetic? Sorry? Are you really diabetic? No. I don't think so. I thought you'd made it up. Of course, I'm diabetic. I didn't know that. I inject insulin. Oh, I thought it was something else you were doing. You, you think I was made up? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Did you? Yes. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't really. No, no, did. I didn't. Oh, you thought it was a joke. Well, I thought you were just having a laugh at his expense to make no, it feel bad. All, all these are the tablets I take every day. Oh God, I thought they were other sort of tablets. No,
1: heavens above. No, no, no. Poor no. are
4: you? Where did that come yeah. from?
1: Uh, my, my, my. Body. Is it hereditary? I don't think so. No, I think it's all mine. Oh, you didn't have any Well, That's my oh. insulin. With needles. I can show you what it's like. No, thank I can demonstrate you. on you if you like. No, thank you. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Well, considering I'm dying, I'm great. Yes. <laughs> I'm good. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, the police, oh, again. Was, oh, gee, exactly no, I'm not looking guesses. at that. Sorry, oh, I, oh, I, know. Same I know. guests. How boring.
4: <laughs> you're, you're pointing at the TV Nick Ferrari on Sky.
1: Oh, uh, I wasn't going to draw attention to it. Yes, well. <laughs> you
4: know, I've done that programme, and they blast you with spray. To put the makeup on your face, which is why Jay? they spray the makeup on. I get
1: the same here, and it's tea.
4: Yeah, and um, with n- in Nick's case, they clearly have used a spray um, a cement mixer because he do- he looks orange.
1: Yes, you wait till it's high, high death. He'll never work again. <laughs> it's almost like a repeat of his programme the other day on the radio. Strangely enough. Yeah, funny that. Yeah, funny. Anyway. Now, um, yes, yeah, so
4: I'm talking G20, uh, oh. the, the yet another. Can you explain um, to
1: me just very quickly because yeah. you're a newspaper. Yeah. This this uh, woman who, you know, if oh, she was badly hit, oh. then fair enough. But it, it seems to me, being cynical, that she's, somebody goes there with a camera trained on her all the time. She's, she's never worked, this woman. She's done
4: very well after she, she, she was paid well. £50,000 by the Express. Is she, are they mad?
1: But she's never worked, so no. she's on benefits. Yeah. she looks per- She's perfectly able to go to a, a march against. Yeah. capitalism, and yet take 50 grand. And I am i can't quite equate the two things. I hope the
4: tax man is on the case, well, and the benefits so people, yes. because uh, that'll be the follow-up story. Yes, But we're talking as an MP who was there as an observer, because yet another picture has come in the papers today of another somebody one. being clunked on their head with a riot shield. Yeah. Uh, and the question I'm asking is... What's going on with Sir Paul Stevenson? He's the new Metropolitan Police Commissioner. He was the man who approved the police raid against Damien Green. That all unravelled last week, rather, yeah. didn't it? It's not been a good week for the police. It's not been a good week for the government. Of course, you wouldn't expect me not to avoid the fact that the Labour Party's opinion poll rating has slumped. Uh, by about seven points in the events of the mm. last week. No surprise. One also of the talk-
1: policemen who was uh, accused of hitting this woman yeah. apparently had been on duty for something like... 28 hours. 28 hours. It,
4: which is a ridiculous, yeah. but I imagine he volunteered for more duty to of get the overtime. worth extra money, yes, course. The overtime. So, uh, and then I'm talking to the seer of economics, Vince Cable, about what to expect in the budget. Don't expect anything too good, will you?
1: No, I'm not expecting anything. Do you remember in the, the t- 70s we-
4: when people used to queue on the petrol stations oh, to fill yes. their pe- cars with petrol? All
1: we used to worry about in the budget was... Is your mortgage going up? Yeah. Price of petrol, booze, and fags. That was it. Couldn't have cared less about anything else.
4: Now it's just going to be your debt levels going up. Yeah. And then I'm talking in the last hour to David Starkey, who's done a new book on Henry VIII and, of course, has got that very fine series in Channel 4. I'm a big, big into Henry VIII and. Um, Big into Henry VIII. There's a lot of him to be big into. There was
1: quite a bit. 54-inch waist, I'm told. Yeah. Uh,
4: But Starkey, of course, came to this. He was always more interested in the wives. Uh, And, of course, he thinks the whole of the revolution unleashed by Henry was because of the love of one woman, Anne Boleyn, who, of course, he chopped off her head.
1: Yes, he did. Divorced,
4: beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. That's That's how we learnt the wives of Henry VIII VIII at school. And I'm
1: trying to think, if, if Anne Boleyn was the one who was beheaded... Uh, kneeling, as opposed to kneeling over the block, whether she was done in the French way, I'll Either ask him. feeling she was because that was with one. So you sat sort of upright as it yeah. were, as opposed to bowing your head for the block and the axe. It was a swordman, a swordsman.
4: Because the other one who was uh, executed was Catherine Howard. So um, and didn't
1: they spell that in a strange way? Because yeah. I've seen some spellings in the paper this week, and it doesn't look like it's the spelling of Catherine. Mm. It's the most peculiar spelling. She,
4: she was a bit of a tart because Henry VIII was getting on a bit then, and she was putting it about a bit. So that was her... I do her find head. it
1: fascinating, though. You can walk around and walk the corridors that Henry VIII walked. I find that fascinating. Isn't it? You know, you can go to Hampton Court Palace, you can go to the Tower of London.
4: I think he's, he's got to be probably the most fascinating monarch of our time. Yes. When they write the books. Well, they are writing the books. I mean, uh, and I'm going to ask uh, uh, David Starkey... Where would Dynasty Diana have fitted in that court? Would he have had any time for her? Would she have been had executed. her head chopped off? <laughs> been she probably would have, don't I you? I think so. With the shenanigans she caused? Yes. Um, I don't think that would have been allowed, really. And Sarah Ferguson? Oh, How would well, she have executed
1: her years before, I think?
4: She, I'll ask him to say which one. She's got yeah. to be Anne of Cleves, who was the really unattractive wife of
1: Henry VIII. That's so cruel. Sarah That's Ferguson. the children. <laughs> what, you the one who's actually... in Thailand? Well, the. She's, She's having child time, isn't she? Well, the strange thing is that people are going, oh, Prince Andrew, when he was younger, they used to go, isn't he really good-looking? And you, you produced two really desperately unattractive girls. Do
4: you know, I, I, I met him at a party ten, three, three or four years ago. Uh, Prince William was there too. And I knew that Andrew was going to be there. And I could see some bloke looking at me. and I thought, who's that boring bloke? Story? I thought, oh, it's probably Prince Andrew's security guy. Uh, then I got to talk to him, what do you do? And I thought, oh, he doesn't do anything. It was Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, yeah,
1: Dull. Yes, I'm was told. He, he likes a the dull grey man. I always thought he was a little bit like Princess Margaret. He's never actually going to be king or anything like that. He's the heir. Yes, the air, the, air, the, sp- the air and the spare.
4: Heir and the spare. And he was the spare. She, of course, was very beautiful, unlike Andrew.
1: Yes, yes. Shame, really. Never mind, lazy, and it kind of... What is the food, then? ...trolls through the family. Uh, the food is is a taxi. There you go. Is that right. it? Yeah. Thank you very much, well, ladies and gentlemen. You can have a taxi, right? and you can have a penguin biscuit. Oh, it's getting better.
4: That's it. Okay. How does this fit in with your... um? Life-threatening illness. Of oh, course eat them.
1: not. If if I do, I have to do extra tablets and right. things. Keep taking the pills. I can't believe Steve. you thought I was just pretending to be diabetic.
4: <laughs> I thought maybe the sympathy vote.
1: It's so ridiculous. Never go for that with a sympathy. It's a good idea, but I mean, I'd never think of it. Which reminds me, I must take my tablets for lunchtime. Anyway, we have Hello, to move nice on. To see you. Andrew, great to see you.
4: I'm sorry about that.
1: charity thought. Yes, dreadful, isn't it? Just when we're expecting another coffee shop, we get another charity shop. Like, we don't need that in Twickenham. Perhaps we can have a word with... Perhaps you can have a word with Vince Cable about that one. He must know about all these things going on. Don't forget, Simon Calder's travel clinic from two is two hours long. Between two and four, will the Chancellor pounce on travellers... Once again, in a bid to shore up the nation's finances, or will Alistair Darling take the advice of the travel industry and give holidaymakers a tax holiday? Also, as a leading Green MEP is reported as saying, flying to Spain is as harmful as stabbing someone. How can you ease the damage on your travels to the environment? Or are you going to fly on regardless? Let your ears do the travelling, as Simon calls up one of the most luscious islands in the Caribbean, St Lucia. Is the destination of the week, but most of all, Simon's on duty to help you solve your holiday quandaries. Whether you're heading for Bogner or Bogota, given the choice, Bogner would win hands down. I'm afraid that uh, he might disagree. So that's Simon called us Travel Clinic from two, and it's now uh, two hours long. Two hours long. Eight eight five oh. Excuse <coughs> me, Steve at LBC.co.uk. Okay, oh, good. Blimey, <coughs> here's me sort of happily coughing away. Uh, very quickly, some more of your uh, texts and emails. Um... Can you repeat the configa Uh It'll be on the blog later. OK, for all those people, including Heather, who wanted to know, it will be on the uh, the blog a little bit later on. must check the blog. Actually, 99% after I've sort of written it at the end of the programme. So give me a chance to write it at the end of the programme, and I'll put it on there. I'll put that on my blog later, when I've written that later. OK, thank you. Just having a quick glass of water. Excuse me, just one. Thank you much better. I no. thought <laughs> I was going to cough then all of a sudden. It's funny, I don't smoke. But I, I felt like it was a little tickly cough. Uh, Steve. Oh, it's, it's, it's to me. How can I get my Steve Allen podcast to play all the shows simultaneously? All it does is repeat the same podcast over and over. You need to go on to lbc.co.uk. So you want, you want all the Steve Allen podcasts, or do you want other people's podcasts? Because when you subscribe, you decide which ones you want to download. On, on the daily, once you've paid your subscription, you can download whichever ones you want. And once you've downloaded it, you don't don't obviously need it again, do you? Well, I don't think so, anyway. I don't think so. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Jenny says, I've been told to tune in as you have a guest talking about broadband. He says, I'm about to go out today to buy Vodafone's Pay As You Go mobile. I use a laptop with Windows XP. I've heard mixed reviews about the Vodafone USB mobile broadband. I currently use BT dial-up. Do you know, it, it's purely, Jenny, it's personal. I'm doing um, Pay As You Go, and in fact, uh, we're doing, for Nathan, I've done it on Virgin, because they were offering a better deal on emails. What it does, I mean, as far as I know, uh, you've, it, you, can, you can sort of negotiate all sorts of things now. All sorts of things. So it's it's worth checking out with, with different people. Eamon says, The devil with you and your new technology. Nothing wrong with Super 8. <laughs> to be quite honest... I've often said, and we've laughed about it in the mornings, you know when the computer all of a sudden starts going completely doolally and it starts playing stuff all by itself and you start, what has gone wrong with the computer? Years ago, if you wanted to play advertisements or you wanted to play trailers or promos, they came in in what we called a carousel and it was a, a wooden thing with about five sides to it or four sides to it and numbers went in there and the producer loaded them up in the morning. And then they were taken out and put into a cart machine in the studio, and you pushed a button and it recorded and played. And you could record your own carts. I used to record my own intros to programs. And and then all of a sudden we went on to computers. And of course, who programs computers? Man. What goes wrong? Most things. 84850 steve at uk. Bob, who becomes Anne. And uh, I've just listened to Susan singing Crimea River, the charity record. Well, of course you have, because you bought into it. And uh, I think she's dreadful, actually. Absolutely, I don't see the lady. Uh, I really don't see the lady, uh, Bob. I'm afraid why well, you become Anne? I've got no idea. I find it a little bit worrying that you're a sex change, but you can't make out who you are. And uh, I, I, don't really. I'm not remotely interested in something that's manipulative. I don't like manipulation. I think it's terribly clever, but it's it's a bit crap in it, really. At the same time, she's not going to go anywhere from there. I'm afraid. It's, you know, they're not going to start poking her into a, uh, a main West End show. It's just not going to happen. There'll be an album out, which you'll probably buy, which is great for you. I'm sure you'll be really happy with it. And um, it's, it's like that Eva woman, who br- the Eva Cassidy, who brought out the Over the Rainbow. It's amazing, actually. They started milking it and finding songs she'd recorded, you know, and they kept it going because it was, and people go, oh, this is marvellous, isn't it? I thought her version was the worst one I'd ever heard. Worst version I've ever heard. And as for Susan Boyle, I'd, unfortunately for you, you should have listened more carefully, because I'm not remotely interested in the looks. In fact, I was the one who criticised Simon Cowell for picking on her looks. And uh, I just thought she's very average. Very, very average. 16 minutes to uh, 11 is the time. Steve Allen, Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3. Let's have a check on the state of the roads for you this morning. Craig virtual. It's, uh, 14 minutes to 11. It's so cold in here, so I keep thinking it's the early hours of the morning, and it's not. 8 for 850. I agree with you, Sir Sam. You should be left to shop for a while without being bothered by an overzealous assistant. However, I work for Ryman's, and I don't approach, uh, and if I do not approach my mystery shopper within two to three minutes, i failed... Well, the trouble is, you see, I mean, I think that we were always taught when I worked in retail years ago that what you do is you let somebody walk into the department, they have a look around. If they look as though they're just brown, and you should be able to read customers. Blimey, it's not that difficult. I used to do it years ago. You look at somebody. You could tell if somebody's just walking through, looking at a shirt, feeling the material. You know, I look at a shirt, I think, you oh, know, I like that. Feel the material. No, I don't like it. Move on to something else. If I want help, I'll, I'll, I'll turn around and look, you know, hello? hello? You know, I look like that. But people should be able to... To spot, and they should be able to, to know exactly what's going on. It's like if you go into a carpet department, you start picking up rugs. I don't mind then if somebody comes over and goes, Look, if it's not, not, can I help you? But look, if something in particular, and then I'll go, Well, actually, I was looking for a small rug for the bathroom, probably uh, Chinese, Indian, Afghan. I don't mind what it is, actually, just a, you know, a small rug just to put, because I love rugs in the bathroom. And, and that I would accept. But if you're just wandering around the shirt department, no, no, give people a few minutes. Don't sort of jump on them because it kind of puts them off. Uh, we're all dying the minute we're born. Brilliant. Uh, which is lovely. Some in quicker than others for various reasons. Yes, it's true, actually. We all, from the moment you're born, you start dying. You start dying. So shame it doesn't go the other way, does it? But there was a film that came out like that. Steve, you're quite right. Anne Boleyn was beheaded, kneeling up with a French sword sent over by the French court as a favour. Uh, she spent much of a... What, a, what a, a favour that must have been. By the way, because you spent a lot of time at the French court, Anne, they've, uh, they've sent over a French sword. But it had to be really sharp, and it was a swordsman. Uh, Susan says, uh, love listening to you. You're hilarious but unkind about Margate. Lovely resort. It's God's waiting room. It used to be Hastings. But I believe it's uh, it's changed now. <coughs> Brian says, I recently took up meditation. Beats sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> I like that. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, tickly cough, put a cardio on, open a window. We can't open windows here. Everything's sealed. We are hermetically sealed in. In fact, between me and the outside world, there is one, two, three, four pieces of glass. Because there's two on this window and then there's two on the other. So four pieces of glass before we hit the outside. And I can't get to that bit there. It's a secret cruisy corridor along here. You know, at night time, it's sort of... Somebody peered in it. They didn't, did they? Peered in this. Oh, right, somebody got in the gap. Really? Oh, oh, the window cleaners. Oh, lummy. Because you can see the outside window and you can get to that, but they had to put them and make them, you know, very soundproof. Did they? Yes, they did. Unbelievable, isn't it? you sure? Yes, absolutely. It's really fantastic. And so that's it. But I've never actually managed to get into that corridor or know even where it is, I'm afraid. So I can't do that. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Is it okay to watch films for free on the internet, says Barbara? I don't think so, no. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just assuming. I always worry when people say they watch films on the internet. I think, oh, crikey don 't ask me about things like that, because I think of, of copyright laws and uh, and everything else. Uh, Richard Cook says first of the earlier comments about AOL software blocking certain parts of emails when I reply to any customers who have AOL accounts, I have to delete my website address from the signature in my own email as the AOL accounts reject it as you can imagine it 's very easy to forget to do this each time, and quite frustrating. Do you know I, I tell you what 's frustrating for me uh, you 're supposed to every week, I think turn your computer off. Turn it on again, and that then sort of boosts it and makes it feel a bit better. So, that, of course, you can imagine you've been through this. You put in your password, you waited, until it's rebooted, you type in the other things, and then all of a sudden, just when you've got it back, and you type to go and it goes goodbye, and it turns itself off. And you absolutely go berserk. Um, oh, Anne says, Steve, I wrote you on my friend's computer. Her name is Bob. Really? <laughs> Do you not have your own computer? So you're actually at somebody else's place, or are you telling lies? Bit difficult, isn't it, to, to discover at this time of the morning. Uh Joe says I thought I heard your computer experts uh, a short while ago. Anybody worried about the above virus should go to Conficer Working Group. Is that so? If that's uh, uh if that's correct, tell you to be aware no such site appears to exist. No it does. We shall um we've done it on the uh on the thing. We'll have a check on that in a minute. So uh yeah, you've actually spelt it wrong, that's why, you see, if you'd listen properly, if you'd listen properly, then we'll we'll put it on the block. I don't know what you've actually put on your thing, but it's certainly not what we've got on ours. So, listen properly in future, don't jump to conclusions, Joe, and then what we'll do on the blog, you can do it properly. See, that's the trouble, people think they hear things, and then they send something in, which is very rude and offensive, and it turns out that you've actually got it wrong. So listen properly next time, and then we'll sort it all out for you. OK? Well, in fact, you should better sort it out for yourself. Very quickly, a few more minutes remaining in the programme, I don't really have enough time to go through every single story that we did, apart from the fact that my heart was gladdened when we discovered that Danielle Bucks' mother is a thief and has been thieving from uh, a shop. Susan was taught by the Osmonds. That explains a lot, doesn't it? There's um, a, a smeargate girl. She's a prostitute. And there's a picture of her. Actually, judging by the picture of her, there's not a, not a lot... Apparently she worked under the name Miss Whiplash, or Mistress Payne and, uh a bit, bit tacky, but there you go. And she's going to write her book, and it's worth a million pounds. No, it isn't, dear, I'm sorry. Looking at the place you worked from, I doubt you'd be making 30 quid a time, but, you know, it's funny. Uh, Hell's Kitchen star Jodie Latham launched a foul-mouthed tirade after being caught out telling a fib, and it was all Lara Gould's fault. He's a rather revolting piece of work, I'm afraid. Rather revolting. Uh, who else are we loving at the moment? Um I seem to be loving Daisy Lowe. No, we're not, because luckily she was all over the place. uh, Wearing some boy looked like he was wearing his boxers. Rather tacky, not very much talent. Another one of those sort of models that they stick on the television and go, oh, you know, uh, absolutely fantastic. Kelly Brook touting herself around all over the place, which is good news. Russell Brand openly snogging a girl in the audience at his O2 gig. They generally go home with him. And here she is, the dreariest model in the world, chip shop girl Agnes Dane. Not a real name. Uh, and is dating American Alex Greenwald. Whoever Alex Greenwald is, no idea. Uh, Prince Philip, very good. If you want an alarm call from BT, seven quid. Seven quid, apparently. Not many people know that. Why should they? It is a preposterous charge. One BT customer was hit with a bill for 118 quid after using the service a number of times. When he protested, his phone was disconnected. Bit naughty, isn't it, BT? You do get this. If you start upsetting people, they say, oh, we're going to cut you off, and they cut you off, knowing damn well that you can't do anything as sitting at home, except, of course, if you've got a radio programme, in which case it's fantastic. Uh, Dave says, if you can listen to music for free on Spotify, what's the difference between streaming movies? If I have to explain it to you, Dave, you're not bright enough, OK? Uh, Steve, who said Margate is nice? It's dire. And as for Cliftonville, don't get me started. Makes Blackpool look like Saint-Tropez. I've been to Saint-Tropez. Have I been... I've been to Saint-Tropez. Very naughty. Saint-Tropez is all full of topless beaches and and stuff. Actually, everywhere on the continent is sort of top. It's only over here. You know, we don't have that kind of thing. Um, uh, Another one here. Dormant Dom is soaking in a radox bath. Uh, A radox bath. Do you remember Badidas? Do you remember the advert used to be strange things happen or Stra- things happen after a ass bath? And I remember buying some of this ass stuff and it was supposed to smell of horse chestnuts. <laughs> Horrible. Hated it. So in the end, I bought fengel and fengel bath stuff was fab. You, took, you, you just cut a cap and it was this blue liquid and you pour it under the tap and it foams up and you just lie there. The trouble is, you can't really do anything else. In the early days, before you had shower heads, you'd sit there and you'd tip off the bath water over your head to wash air. If you put fen gel in the bath, your hair came out looking all peculiar. It's all right if you don't have much hair, but it was a bit of a bit of a nuisance at the time, I'm afraid. Uh, so my advice is: don't go to Margate and don't use BT's wake up call because it's seven pounds a time. Seven pounds. Why don't you just go and buy an alarm? I bought a couple of cheap alarm clocks. I bought them in a pound shop or a ninety nine p shop, so they cost ninety nine p. And I've got three. And they've got little lights on. They even come with a battery. For 99p, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, Hell's Kitchen, Bozo Grant Bovey to ex Dynasty star Linda. Do they use the word W in America? No, Grant, writes Kevin O'Sullivan. But they do in Britain, as you're no doubt aware. (laughs) And they're talking about you, I should imagine. Uh, Another ill-advised guest appearance by Will Young. I'm afraid this is the uh, the Horn and Corden ending their disastrous comedy series with 30 more minutes of mirthless drivel, according to Kevin. Hopefully he said the viewers enjoyed it, both of them, which is good. Uh, more revolting potty mouth stuff from the disgusting um, uh, Jordan, Katie Price and Peter Airhead, her husband, or as we prefer to call him, The Handbag, uh, The Apprentice, still not watching it, I'm afraid, I've still got no idea. And on Living TV's The Hoff, when Scott came to stay, Night Rider legend David Hasselhoff, recalled telling his father his co-star, was a talking car. Hoff's dad, have you been drinking? Hoff, no. Dad, you should start. And he did. The idea that uh, that Scott Mills went to stay <laughs> with Mr Hoff. Uh, more on uh, celebrities and, um, and their shenanigans in the paper, including peculiar hats being worn and how tough it is to be Princess Eugenie. And incidentally... Love the way that Amanda Holden says Britain's got talent sensation. Susan Boyle should be saved from a Simon Cowell makeover. What about the Amanda Holden makeover? Or does she just use a turbocharged moisturiser? Oh, totally unrecognisable, as even she must uh, agree. Uh, A restaurant worker was beaten up in a row over a 20-piece sachet of sauce. Anton Willis was angry when Mahinda Singh charged him for the sauce with his meal at McDonald's. As Mahinda made his way home after work with his brother, they were attacked by Willis, an accomplice. He was jailed for two years. So he should be. And here's old Vic Beckham out again, dragging the poor children around uh, with a dress, most inappropriate outfits. I mean, when's she just going to put on what she's comfortable in? Pink tracksuit. Because the rest of it is just pants, I'm afraid. Dave's still out there doing ads, so that's good. And here it is. uh, The ideal home has just come up for sale, and this one measures... Eight feet wide. It's in Brecon in mid Wales. Uh, what it lacks in width, it makes up for in length. It goes back more than 35 feet. It's on the market for 110,000. I love these programs on the telly. You know, where they sort of say they go into this house, and I sit there thinking, I wonder how much that is. And then they go, and you can get this house now for 220,000. It'll be something like four bedrooms, it'll have six bathrooms and everything else. And, um, and you think, you know, in London, I think we really do pay through the nose. Carol Malone is talking about tweeds a weed. I should imagine it's probably been that, down that route as well. And, um, and Barbara says, how nasty of you and Andrew to describe poor Catherine Howard as a bit of a tart. She was just a teenage girl, already in love with somebody else, who was then more or less forced by her avaricious family to marry Henry. No doubt she saw him as a dirty old man. Well, a dirty old king, I know, but dead now, I'm afraid, Barbara. So I think a bit of an old scrubber, I think, kind of fits in quite nicely. And as I say, let her sue. Uh, And Mark says, can you give a mention for 24 years of marriage to my wonderful wife, Helen? I'm tempted to add the funny line, but we have been divorced for the last 23. You know, it's always the best way, isn't it? How do you actually make, make a marriage survive? Answer, separate bedrooms. Always works. Works very, very well for the Queen and Prince Philip. You know they're they're really good for that. Sadly, that's just about it this morning. Marion says, "Why a topless beach is naughty?" I think when you're about ten, Marion, I think they're seen as a bit naughty, and that's of course you had a strange upbringing. Listen, I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Go to lbc.co.uk. Learn how to podcast. It will change your life forever. It'll be fantastic, and you can read the blog. I'll put all the um, the correct information on there a little bit later for those people who can't hear properly on the program today. And we wish you a very very pleasant day. And thank you to James as well. He's been an absolute stalwart.
0: Okay.